This week's Video Game Apocalypse is brought to you by Audible, the internet's leading source for audiobooks, comedy, old-time radio dramas, and spoken entertainment. And you can go to audibletrial.com slash lasertime and get a free audiobook and a free 30-day trial. Hey everybody, welcome to episode 183 of Vigil Game Apocalypse. I, as usual, am your host, Michael Raparis. Who else is here in the Tyler Wilde Memorial <laughs> Studio with me? Uh, Christopher and Titties. And? Uh, Conqueror's Bad for Dave Rudden. <laughs> Nice. Oh, I didn't know the theme. <laughs> Damn it. And uh, Blast Chris. God. <laughs> Somebody who isn't on here every week. Uh, Brexcom. Brexcom. <laughs> oh, nice. Yeah. Nice. All right, because we're... Nah, who cares? Got to talk about XCOM. XCOM L console. Nah, we played nowhere. XCOM 2. Uh-huh. Uh, there it is. And we've also... All three of us in the Laser Time studio last week got uh, face on with uh, Battlezone <laughs> uh, for the when, PlayStation VR. Oh, man. So mm-hmm. Anytime you like had a connector Wii preview, it's like, well... Body on for this one. <laughs> it's got it was, hands on impressions now. Uh, Tongue on. It was only humiliating in that there's no air conditioning in here. It was mm. the hottest, at, it's one of the hottest periods of the entire. There's no air, and it's like I need the I need the lens wipe again. Yeah. Uh, and, just yeah. for reference, San Francisco, our fall is or, or mm. our summer is everyone else's fall. Yeah. And I saw a picture from you went to go buy a fan. So I'm mm-hmm. guessing you're finding something the heat excruciating. Well, uh, the worst thing was uh, not only is the the heat bad mm-hmm. but the night before everything spiked to 90 degrees mm-hmm. i hear like this shreking outside in the yard and like i can smell like a skunk and i think like oh, god. oh my god like a baby skunk is being mauled by raccoons mm-hmm. and so i go out to look and in the fence just, just on the other side of our yard like, what are you gonna, <laughs> no, what are you I, gonna I do like, break it up there, something boy. i don't know an animal sounds like it needs help <laughs> and there's a couple of skunks fucking <laughs> I shine a flashlight on them, and they immediately run away in different directions. See something but you like. the stench cloud that they raised, because uh, wow. I was dumb enough to open the door to right. go outside, comes Whoa. into the house. Uh. The house is hot, and it reeks of skunk. The laundry room... Skunk fuck! That is, your house is filled with yeah, skunk fuck. Yeah, we have, like, this adjoining laundry shed, and uh. it's, like, just fucking reeks. It's like walking in there. I said, it smells... Number one, it's like walking into an oven, and it smells like a bag of rotting onions took a shit, and the shit died. <laughs> That's and how then it smoked smells. a huge joint. Yeah. <laughs> so, so top five is top five games with skunks, right? Yeah, yeah. Skunk. But, but anyway, never back, back to real skunk. what you were saying, yeah. I, like, I needed... A fan, so we could air this room out, and so I went to Target, and then like, oh, it's it's been ravaged, an aisle of emptiness. There's yeah. like some little USB fans that people yeah. left behind, and that is it. That's all that's in the store. I go to yeah. another Target, same thing. It looked like a run on water during like a Florida yeah. hurricane. I've never seen anything like that. Yeah, it absolutely was. Like Bay Area is not used to dealing with heat. Well, this happens literally every year. And as as from a place with weather, it does. As, as someone from a place with weather, every year it's like. Well, oh my God! Fans have to buy. Like you know, you know. Every October, get I, ready. It's keep, gonna get hot. So, the, but I keep going in this cycle. We're on the fourth floor. It's way hotter up here. Mm-hmm. 
I go outside. It's not it that is. hot. And then four people get in here. We fire on a bunch yeah. of desktops and consoles, and it gets excruciating. Mm-hmm. And then, like, there was one time I order a fan, and by the time Amazon was ready to ship it, <laughs> pre-Prime member, it was over. And so I'm like, I can wait this out for a couple days. But no, this is bad. We bought a fan. and uh, I, Can you hear the fan now? Can you hear the fan in the uh, Can you hear? Final can you hear this fan? Did you hear about this fan? Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's gone at, at three. Uh-huh. You shouldn't be able to hear the fan. Okay, good. Yeah. That's what noise removal We never are. listen to the fan. Nah, never. <laughs> <laughs> but anyway, this, this week is about more than just heat and skunks and uh, skunks <laughs> fucking and making horrible smells. Maybe they'll have a misconnections on skunk list. Maybe. <laughs> maybe they will. We were fucking in the, the trash. <laughs> we have a return to the game deal segment, which has a skunk game on Wii U on sale. <laughs> Little spoiler. It's funny. It's very skunk. true. Is that what it is? No, I'm the only one. It is a it is a a skunk bundle. I think it's a free to play Wii U game. That that is like Punky Skunk is the one game I know that has a skunk. Oh, that's the old yes. No, it's a different one exclusive to Wii U. Ah ah ah! I couldn't see it off mic. My Simpsons Joan Rivers impression. Uh, All right, uh, but Brett, you brought something to my attention that is uh, that Shin Godzilla is opening in a couple weeks. Yes, that Shin Godzilla is opening in a couple weeks, and Uh the N sixty four, the Nintendo sixty four, as it is properly called, is twenty years old in North America. This twenty years old this week. Why didn't we hear Uh, about it on thirty twenty ten? Because in 302010, we talk about the week that's going to happen, oh. a, a week ahead. So that way, uh, when all the we used to post them and uh, the news had already all happened by the time we posted yes. the episode. So we every sw- single game GameSpot Facebook yeah. video had ruined the surprise. Already. So wow. like, if, for example, we we, we, we discussed also turning 30 this week. A big one was Castlevania debuted in Japan 30 years ago. Yeah, and we talked about that on 302010. Thankfully, last Thursday, mm-hmm. such that now the handful of Castlevania 30th anniversary things that happened. They're happening after we've at least already mm-hmm. talked about Third Twenty Ten. We have a really but, kick-ass look at the Castlevania timeline yeah, in so honor been, of its anniversary, uh, as well as a live stream of the first game. Working on it now, but uh, but great. yeah, the N sixty four. I actually remember ten years ago, Michael, when we were at Games Radar. Oh yeah, us walking to the elevators on the fourth floor, and I remember turning to you and going. You know, the N64 is 10 years old today, and you were like, what the fuck? <laughs> and now... Okay, this, bye. That's this, impossible. Okay, <laughs> bye. Uh, <laughs> but no, now here we are, home and now it's 20 years. Time uh, hasn't stopped. Um, but yeah, 20 years ago this week, it came out in Japan uh, in June, and uh, but then as far as consoles go, that's not that long of a wait, uh, especially for that time period. That's mm-hmm. not too bad. Uh, but it debuted with Mario 64 and Pilot Wing 64. A month later was... Jeez, I think over a month later was Wave Race, and then after Shadows that, of the Empire. That what? fall was Shadows of the Empire, Turok One. Mm. No, not even I think, Turok I One. I think I remember hearing like, didn't it? Like it, it debuted in the U.S. with like three games, two. right? Two, two. So two. Mario sixty four and Pilot Wings, mm-hmm. a, a cool eighty dollars. Was it just Mario sixty four <laughs> in Japan? No, there were three games in Japan. It was oh. Mario, Pilot Wings, and I think a sumo game or a chess game a or something. Oh, okay. It was some other thing that they're it like. It was a combination Mahjong horse racing game. Yeah, yeah, it was one of those things that, of so course. Toshiba the panty sniffer. It did not, <laughs> it did not localize well. <laughs> it's my least favorite Sonic character, by the way. <laughs> Toshiba. Um, but He's a tiger. But uh, we were talking about what we might do, because mm-hmm. in 64... To me, is the machine. We talked about this on 2010. The machine that started to lose the Nintendo magic for me. It's not a terrible system by any means. There's a number of great, excellent games on it, but they're almost all first party. And NES and SNES are really defined not just by great first party, but exceptional third party support. Yeah. Yeah. But it was through a lot of strong arm dealings and legal scary scariness, and you know, just being a bully uh, in Japan and North America. 
which led to a lot of companies defecting to Sony once there was a viable alternative. Yeah. Yeah. And that meant there weren't that many excellent third-party games for the N64. Yeah, well, I, re- I remember, like, I was a die-hard Nintendo loyalist until the N64 came along, and I remember having an angry mm-hmm. conversation when Final Fantasy VII was announced, saying... I didn't make the wrong console decision. Square Enix did, or yeah. Square did. Yeah, <laughs> wasn't Square Enix. Yeah, yeah. But, uh, uh, but I'm yeah. a diehard yeah. PlayStation loyalist in that I really yeah. like diehard trilogy on PlayStation. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, okay, but there was you even were loyal to. But yes. yeah, it was uh, the first couple years of, P- of the of PS1. Uh, it was hot, but it wasn't like blowing up. It really was a combination of stuff like Tekken Two. FF7, like when these huge defections started taking place, Castlevania going there, Final Fantasy going there, things mm-hmm. that people really associated with Nintendo yeah. just weren't there. But that's where this top five comes in, I think, is yeah, looking well, at the third-party games that did actually matter. And yeah, we talked about this, and I was like, well, if we do a top five N64 games, it's all just going to be yeah. Nintendo. Sure Nintendo and Rare. Too. Yeah, yeah. Episode 64 or some other But this is important to celebrate. I think Episode 64 was top five M-rated exclusives oh. for yeah. N64. There's always been one copy. I don't think we've done a straight-up best six N64. Because games. you can probably rattle it off right now without yeah. trying. Yeah. <laughs> but it, it, I think this is important to mention because like, I think everything that came on a Nintendo system um, and handheld, it's just hard to port. It's hard to port an N64 game to another system. So these were kind of lost on N64 for the most part. Am I yeah, right? We tried, I don't even know what the entries are. We try to keep them exclusive as well because mm-hmm. in, in some cases it's like, yeah, this was on both systems, yeah. but... Eh. Or this came to PC yeah. later um, at the same time. But yeah, this was a machine that really... There, there's so much going against it uh, that if it was your first Nintendo system, I totally get having a lot of great fond memories because there are numerous great games. Mm-hmm. But man, if, for someone who grew up you know, going from Atari 2600 to the NES to the Super NES mm-hmm. and, and still digging Genesis and Saturn just fine. But, like, the N64 was like a, oh. It, it was like this sign of, like, oh, this isn't going to always be unassailably awesome. Like, mm-hmm. there's going to be a machine mm-hmm. that I kind of have to, like, weigh my options of, like, well, if I get the PlayStation version, it'll have this, this, and this. If I get the N64, and it's going to have this, this, and this. And by this, this, and this, I mean specific problems. Mm-hmm. Whether it's blurry textures or, or texture, you know, warping mm-hmm. and tearing. Or... It's like, what's more important to me, 3D or 2D? Because if sure. it's 2D on N64, it's probably going to suck. And yeah. if it's 3D on PlayStation, it's also probably going to yeah. suck. It's, it's, it's just a weird mishmash. And then by the time you get to 98 with Metal Gear Solid and Ocarina kind of going up against each other, that's the last big head-to-head. And in 64 is 99 and 2000 and 2001 are not great. There's like single digit great games uh, every one of those years. Like it's it gets pretty dry such that even 2001 leading up to the GameCube's launch it is just a desert. <laughs> Months go by with no game. When was Conquer? Was that 2000? 2001. 2001. Okay. Yeah, I, it was like I tend to think of that as like this is the last great N64 Pretty much game. it was like Paper Mario that and then a Powerpuff Girls game. Oh, I wow. remember peeing oh, very clearly on a Conquer's urinal cake at a rancid show. <laughs> uh, that nice. was a real memory. That's that's real a memory. very 2001 <laughs> it is. memory. <laughs> it is. <laughs> that's when Rancid was like starting to think about retirement maybe. Oh, they're so great. Love yeah. Rancid. Yeah. And, I, and I don't mean to show in 64 it's just like uh, it really is like the start I, of it. it. Just, the start of a like this, ah. the start of Nintendo losing its footing in the marketplace. But at the end of the day, I think Nintendo sixty four has the same amount of great games as any console. Just about. Uh, you could. Yeah, I mean, possibly most of them are made by Nintendo. Yeah, 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 no, yeah. But that's but that's the same thing but, with every Nintendo like, platform. It, it's from here the thing where like yeah. the status quo that we think of now, like you buy a Nintendo system, why yeah. to play Nintendo games? Yeah. This yeah. is the machine that yeah. really started that because yeah. NES and Super NES were like. 
No, there's just dozens and dozens and dozens of excellent games. The Bubble was here, so I came. Mm-hmm. That are exclusive to this, let alone the mul- the the multi-platform ports that were better on Super NES. Mm-hmm. Like, there was an overwhelming reason to stick with Nintendo, and N64 was this like, well, I have to really make it this because Genesis was awesome and had mm-hmm. a lot of great stuff, but like. The hot period for Genesis is a lot shorter than people think it is. It's just that there's like 91, 92, and half of 93. Genesis is on fire, like just cranking out amazing stuff. But then like 93, 94, 95 is like not as great. Whereas then Super NES is like kicking ass from yep. launch all the way till it's the when end. Nintendo was like, hey, we can use weird uh, collage yeah. 90s advertising too. Yeah, that's called n- Play It Loud. That's not good. But <laughs> Nobody owns the crashing of the Hindenburg. Put it in every commercial. <laughs> it belongs to us. We'll have to edit this butthole surfer song, but it's still good. It's still good. Here's, here's footage of a fat guy taking a cannonball in the stomach. Let's use that God damn it. <laughs> it's so embarrassing. And here's the competition, fat opera singer. <laughs> yep, yep, yep. Uh, yeah. They had to be there, kids. Anyway, I say this as a a, a lifelong Nintendo loyalist, but Mm -hmm. the N64, problematic system uh, that still has amazing games on it. But these, again, sorry to date. But isn't it, if you're this old, and you are, uh, that more than half of Nintendo's life cycle is defined by things that are N64-esque than the period we grew up in. Yeah. Yeah. Most of it is, I mean, it it goes like... A 20-year-old kid has no idea why anybody thinks this company is special. N64 is like still one of the most unique Mm -hmm. consoles ever made and it is uh, kind of the start of like Nintendo, like, we're going to start crafting hardware around like one specific game and then everything's going to fit into that mold Mm -hmm. rather than uh, like we're going to define our own pocket industry instead of yeah. following yeah. the industry standard. Yeah. yeah, I mean, even though we won't be discussing them on the top five, like uh, Mario sixty four and Ocarina of Time kind of set the template that is still being used in Mario. Yeah. Well, when they do Mario Galaxy totally. games, no. yes. and uh, new Zelda games, it's mm-hmm. like same DNA is there. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, and that's it's just like I, I, one of the first articles I wrote on Radar that like got linked around a lot and ended up. The first time I was like, people are angry on the internet. Like that, I had that I had to do mistakes. Where I was like, Nintendo mistakes, and I was like, number like right off the top, I'm like the Wii, and it was the hot the period where everyone's just gushing over the Wii, and I'm like, people who wanted one couldn't get one. Yeah, and I'm like, this will fade in less in a year's time, two at most, and then everyone's going to be like, fuck this thing, and that's exactly what happened. And I I accept your apology, and (laughs) and with the N64, I was like, yeah, on behalf of. Yeah. On behalf of the NeoGAF community, we present you with this apology trophy. Nah. <laughs> That's fine. I'm sure I was pissy about a lot of things. Mm-hmm. But uh, with the N64, it's like, dude, like, there's so many the, the, sticking with cartridges, which they had their reasons why. But it's like, at the end of the day, man, these games are $70, 80 yeah. and uh, that's not going to fly. Plus, like, weren't some games like 100 plus at launch? If you went to a shitty mall mm. like Babbage, which I did. then mm. yeah, I remember seeing... Uh, Killer Instinct Gold for ninety dollars. Yeah, that's yeah, the that's the most I saw. But that was after like there had been a precedent set in the Super Nintendo era yeah. where like Final Fantasy three was like eighty. It bucks. was eighty bucks. Yeah, yeah. and that's ninety four. There was just the the memory prices went nuts. So mm-hmm. like oh yeah, it went like Super NES games were forty fifty dollars sixty dollars even, and then it was MK two. I remember was eighty bucks. Jesus. Uh, no, MK two was seventy five, which sounds mm-hmm. even worse for some reason. <laughs> And then yeah. FF3 was 80 bucks, and it was just like, yeah, all these games kept getting more. This one's 16 which, megs, 32 megs, and it's like, this just makes the game more expensive. The pricing still at work in Japan, so like, 
It's not that strange. Right. Well, Japan mm. will price things like, we think this is worth 60 and a 3DS I, game, so you're going to pay 60 I think if they're dealing with a niche market, yeah. there's some justification for that. Yeah. Mm. But anyway, so yeah, I anyway. still have many, many beloved fond memories of the oh, N64. Yeah. No, take no, and Mario 64 remains one of my all-time top five favorite games of all time. At yeah. this point, we haven't done it yet, but Brett and I are going to square off toe-to-toe in a Mario 64 battle. Two screens. Yeah. No practice. Yeah. See who the better man is. And so I, I think it's me. I want to say also before we start... I think it's the listener. <laughs> I hope so. Viewer, it's on YouTube.com. Yeah. Before we start this list... Wait, I just want to say... No. <laughs> I know, right? Are this in this number three? <laughs> before we start, I, w- I just want to say this is not definitive. Like, there's a lot of, of great stuff that we haven't really played and mm-hmm. we talk about like, well, what about this? None of us have played it. Mm-hmm. So let's... W- these, these are the five games that we picked mm-hmm. um, don't don't get upset because Ogre Battle 64 isn't <laughs> on here um, Ogre Ogre Ogres. but let's just Try jump right in make my let's jump right in with <laughs> number five yeah. I love you, Jet Jaguar. <laughs> <laughs> Dragon Ball 64. Uh, no, I, I know this one, actually. Yeah. Okay, what is it? Uh, is it Goemon? Yes, Mystical Ninja yeah. starring Goemon. Is it Legend of... No, that's the original, yeah. That Legend of the Mystical Ninja was the Super Nintendo Goemon's a, it's a bizarre Japanese phenomenon. It didn't yeah. catch on here. They, they renamed it Legend of the Mystical Ninja. Legend of the Mystical Ninja. Mm-hmm. By the time we got the Super NES one, yeah. that, that was like the fourth game or yeah. something. Uh, we did a VG Empire a couple of years ago. Well, uh, like there, there was like a, an early... 80s arcade game that yeah. Konami did about Goemon, where like the characters look like the the classic Japanese yeah. wood prince, who's like prince. a guy who's like boiled in a pot yeah. because he's stealing. He was an outlaw. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but yeah, the 64 one is like uh, what a lot of the what used to be 2D platformers when they made the conversion to 3D. It's like mm-hmm. oh, so this should be like an open world where you run around and like interact with villagers and go out in a big overworld and run around. But this is. Months before Ocarina of Time comes out, mm-hmm. and it's around the same time as Mega Man Legends, which was really known for, like, wow, a 3D world that you can run around. But this had that big game adventure feel that there was nothing like this. Yeah. And so, and it was competently done. It had four playable characters. Yeah. Uh, and I, I just remember, like, my, my most vivid memory of this game is there being, like, this gigantic waterfall mm. and, like, staring up at it. Oh, and yeah. I think you can go up on top of it and then jump down. Something like that. Yeah. But, like, yeah, these distinct characters, a lot of, like, different topography and, like, Including a girl. A girl. And a robot ninja. Oh, yeah. Sasuke. Yeah. Uh, but, yeah, it just, it, it just in an area, in a time before Ocarina and, you know, only Mario 64 had really done any kind of 3D adventure really well. I don't remember where Glover was in all of this. Uh, but Or, cha- me, me. or Chameleon <laughs> Twist. I don't remember. But there was just a sense, because it wasn't just a platformer. It was like, there's a big story. And it was localized in a fun way. Like, it's just not... It's not a game I hear a lot of people talk about outside of, like, super inner nerd circle games dorks. Yeah. Myself, I know it's my, up to no go. Yeah. Myself included. And well, it, yeah. I think what made this especially impressive is that, like, okay, PlayStation were used to... PlayStation players were used to CD sound. Yeah. Uh, voice was a relative novelty on cartridge systems, and yeah. music was right out, and it gave you multiple theme songs for different things. For yeah. example... Yeah. 
your robot, your giant robot, which is in yeah. the shape of the main character, sings. A, uh, it has a whole musical number yeah. whenever he shows up. It's relentlessly Japanese. Yeah. <laughs> uh, the villains have a musical number about uh, how gorgeous their stage is. Yes. But isn't that the plot of the game? Yeah. They're like trying to make the world a stage for their play? I think so, yeah. Like something like that. Or they're that. like trying to kidnap people to be in their play? I yeah. don't remember. It's so such well. a goofy, silly thing that I'm sure hasn't aged particularly well Probably because not. it advances in this exact field of 3D adventure games. But mm-hmm. at the time, like, there was nothing comparable. Yeah. Like, even on PlayStation, there wasn't really something you could point to to be like. I mean, I think Mega Man Legends is the closest. Yeah. Um, yeah. But it, with no Ocarina, no Banjo-Kazooie... There's a laugh track there, in certain points yeah. of the game. There, there were certain things that... Uh, like, they're little gameplay things mm-hmm. that like let you do things that you wouldn't normally think of. And, like, they put one of them in the closing credits, I remember. So the, the two main characters, Goemon and Ibisumaru, Goemon, like, can... Uh, basically do the worm just like yeah. lie flat and yeah. sort of slink around and Ibisumaru does the same thing except lying on his back Yeah, and you can I guess use certain items while you're doing this so in the end credits there's a scene where he's scooting around on his back scoots under a girl's dress takes out a camera and snaps a picture hell yeah yeah, he is a lecherous uh, yeah. goof about mm-hmm. in, uh, portrayed in the game. A, a Japanese character trope for Dennis sure. Dennis the Menace yeah. of Buffalo shots. <laughs> yeah, I mean it's a trope that you'd see a lot in manga and anime from back Dennis, then. Dennis, get back here with that picture of my taint. <laughs> uh, why did Mr. Dennis. Wilson wear a skirt that day? And <laughs> go commando. Uh, but I, I think one of my favorite characters who was there for apparently no reason was the fortune teller, yeah. who was a fat, uh, mostly naked dude who wore an executioner's hood and sounded like this. Purazuma! Plasma Man. Is that Purazuma! He's great. Yeah. Anytime a Japanese game character has a Jerry Lewis voice, it's a good time. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Um, but yeah, it's something like, I, is this on Virtual Console, like Wii U, or Wii? Like, well, I'd be surprised. I mean, I don't know. There's only so many 64 games they could port uh, over. Do not see that it's available on yeah, that's uh, too Virtual Console. Also, it's Konami. Are they going to put out that for Torque? <laughs> that's true. Someone uh, has to file that paperwork, and I don't know where that, <laughs> what is where that chair used to be. used for Or soccer games. Mm, yeah. Uh, but we miss it. Anyway, let's move on to... Number four... Hmm. I'm gonna Any guess guesses? body. Yes, yes. body harvest. Uh, so this was uh, an early game by DMA Design, Ooh. and that Ooh. company Ooh. that nobody on. liked, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> who went on to become Rockstar North, creators of Grand Theft Auto. Yeah, and this, along with I believe Space Station Silicon Valley, yeah. were very early kind of proof of concepts of this GTA style of gameplay that everyone ignored yeah. and nobody nobody like paid attention to these games or understood how cool they were but the three it predates the 3D Grand Theft Auto yeah. not the 2D ones right right yeah. okay. I, th- I think the 2D ones were being made at yeah. around the same time okay. yeah the first one for sure yeah but so Body Harvest is 3D yeah and it's you're like you're this space marine who gets like thrown back into different eras of the past where these giant bugs are trying to invade and you get to uh, hijack a bunch of different vehicles. 
you mean you can you, it because you're in different eras like they're they're all era appropriate so like you start out with like hijacking trucks and you graduate to tanks and like biplanes yeah. uh world war ii fighter planes and uh even this ridiculously powerful weapon <laughs> yeah, it let you carjack an ice cream truck. Yeah, for the first time, as far as I know, in a game. Like when they were talking about this, this was the name was thrown around. I think even by '96, like when the six, ugh, Jesus, when the N64 was being like prepared for launch in the summer oh, right, of '96, yeah. like uh, those Nintendo Power VHSs they would send, and they would like try to pump you up, and there was a sizzle reel. And one of them, and I, I would remember reading magazines and just seeing, like, wow, there's going to be a game that's going to let you get in all these different vehicles, uh, which is, again, just proof of concept for GTA. Like, the idea of there being numerous things that we can handle slightly differently, planes, trains, motorcycles, automobiles, mm-hmm. whatever. Uh, my wife likes me. My wife likes <laughs> me. Uh, but the, 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 the VHS that came out, I, I was like, please show Body Harvest, please show Body Harvest. The clip it shows is like a tractor rounding a corner at four <laughs> miles an hour, and then it just cuts to another game. And I'm like, oh you're kidding me. At a time again, you'd think no YouTube, no yeah. way to look you're, at clips. You're harvesting things with your body. Yeah. yeah and title, also a tractor. The title was kind of misleading, I guess. Yeah, like, I guess. Well, I didn't know what this game I, was I until feel, years later. I feel later. like some video editor in Nintendo Power is like, yeah, harvest, right? Yeah. We need to show harvesting. <laughs> but it's, uh, but there's uh, a, the it's covers the a bug taking over a planet. The bugs yeah. are harvesting the world. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah. that's... They are doing the They're body harvesting harvest. bodies. Um, but yeah, it's, 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 it's not superb, but mm-hmm. like, as a technical showcase, it was very cool, and it was just really neat, and again, not comparable to anything else mm-hmm. you could play at the time, so yeah. it really felt kind of special. The problem is, I think this came out within a month of both MGS and Ocarina. Ooh. So it was like, <laughs> I played it for like three weeks pretty heavily. I Didn't, feel like it was earlier than Ocarina. It was. Like uh, September, October, 98. Yeah. Okay. So it's only like, it was like, because I remember playing it, and then by the time I was getting near the end, like three quarters through, mm-hmm. Metal Gear Solid came out, and then played that, and then, Ocar- and then Ocarina came out after that, and then by that I'm like, I'm not playing this anymore. Yeah. I remember, like, the the main weapon that you get is, like, this little laser pistol that you plink away with yeah. bugs at, and uh, so you, you obviously want to get into vehicles, but I remember, like, in, I think, one of the early stages in Greece, like, I found this mirrored shield that, like, could oh. reflect the sun's rays and create a death ray that just huh. fucking annihilated everything. Neat. And it's was like, I, I did everything in my power to hang on to this, because, yeah, like, yeah. oh, I switch weapons, I lose it, I climb into a truck, I probably lose it. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to walk across 19 Uh miles of in-game. Yes, absolutely. Also, uh, first time in a GTA-style game that you can run over people. Well, 3D GTA-style game. (laughs) (laughs) Looney Tunes sound effect. I don't get it. I'm here to save humanity, but I'm going to crush civilians anyway. Fuck them. I had to break a couple of guys named Egg. Mm -hmm. Um, I I am seeing uh, N64 Magazine (laughs) recognize its greatness, gave it a 93%, and the idea of an N64 Magazine, like... I bet they had some lean months. (laughs) (laughs) You could make it work in 97 and 98. 
and 99. Uh, nah, we're not going to cover Super Nintendo games. No. Or any Game Boy games. Wait, wait. We, are, we are literally just Nintendo 64. Way back in the stuff. day, when IGN got when it started... My grandfather yeah. created N64 magazine. <laughs> IGN got it started around the same time that the yeah. N64 came out because they had N64.com. Yep. Eventually changed it to IGN64 because apparently everybody thought, you're Nintendo, I'm going to tell you how much I yeah. think your product sucks. And that still happens to this <laughs> yeah. day. You need a new one. You guys need yeah. to make a new... Like You yeah. realize... I understand, like, I mean, I worked at but, official Xbox magazine. That's one thing. Yeah. When mm-hmm. I worked at GamePro, people were like, can you make the new GTA like this? I work at sure. GamePro. Yeah. I've what heard from people who work at Rockstar who are like, yeah, we every once in a while we get, like, a letter with, like, here's $60 and a map of my hometown. Can you make <laughs> a GTA game about me? Jesus I thought you were going to flip it on me and be like, uh, yeah. Rockstar gets a... Uh, Mail for Scary Larry and uh, Major Mike all the time. <laughs> I'm not that clever, Dad. Can you make a sequel to the Mark Wahlberg movie, please? <laughs> but I just want a Smuggler's Run. There, there was there was some uh, you know good natured rivalry between IGN64 and what was then PSMOnline.com, which was uh. the, the PlayStation arm of IGN. Mm-hmm. And uh, I, I still remember like a response to a reader. Letter like the reader was like, "Hey, you guys jerk off during load times," and the response was like, "PlayStation yes. load times are nothing compared to the months that N64 owners have to wait for new <laughs> games to come out." We're gonna drop a PlayStation load time on your mom's face. <laughs> <laughs> but anyway, number three. Oh, hey, okay. for Dave to talk about. This is a big. Nobody slapped two beers together? Yeah. Oh, oh my God. don't have that many, don't do it. I know. I don't want to pour this in. I might miss it's my not about the equipment though. today. It's about rationing. Uh, I want to give I, you a hell yeah. <laughs> should I make it more obvious what this is? Yeah. Dick. 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 what the rock is compressing <laughs> damn it I was literally that exact line well I mean there's yeah. there's two signature songs well one yeah. for this game uh, I don't know if you can like search it but uh, 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 Diggity Dog or Play in the Background Diggity Dog is that the Smackdown Mall it's a, yeah. well no there's also the Smackdown Mall which <laughs> is like this? four like this is what like, Dave this is WWF No Mercy? Yes. Yes. Uh, and this is... The, the history of this game is kind of important. Yeah, yeah so it's, totally. it's the culmination of like uh, THQ Aki working yeah. with wrestling games over the course of the Nintendo 64's lifetime. Mm-hmm. Uh, so like they started with WCW World Tour, then yeah. WCW yeah, Revenge. This is back when there was more than one wrestling game. Yeah, here. it's <laughs> important to note, the WCW games were beloved, They're yeah. great and the too. WWF games at the time they, were garbage. Yeah, yeah. They, the, they well, were, we, streamed like in, we streamed in your house. They like, were like... In like, my like, house? Like the first stream we ever did, yeah. and it was yeah. garbage. So, yeah. like, the W... Yeah, I mean, in your house is bad, and also Warzone, which was, like, yeah. the polygonal... WWF uh, Warzone! Yeah. But those were... Yeah. I mean, I, I think the best comparison would be Battleborn to Overwatch. <laughs> where it's like, it's okay if you just completely forget the other thing exists. <laughs> yeah. But then when you play, like, any N64 THQ wrestling game, you realize, like, these are way better, much more fun. Mm-hmm. Who cares if you don't hear announcers say, like, Body Slam... Power bomb, Stone Cold Power wins. Drive. <laughs> yeah. uh, well, you did have this. Eliminated. Yeah. So yeah, it, it, I'm surprised there wasn't Butt Rock playing in the background as that happened. But yeah, like all the WCW Revenge, WWF WrestleMania 2000, and WWF No Mercy are like the three best wrestling games ever. Not a whole mm-hmm. lot of difference between them, but like just. 
it was when wrestling was the best, yeah. like was getting mm-hmm. the highest ratings. Oh, people yeah. paid the most attention, and like it's because it's, Hulk Hogan and Macho Man came back, yeah. <laughs> uh, and then you know Stone Cold and The Rock and all that, yeah. and like just well, yeah, the Undertaker just taking WWF to a, a new height. But like the games are just so simple and easy to enjoy. That's why they still play them at PAX for those PAX yeah. Royal Rumbles. Mm. Uh, I just yeah, and they've never replicated them in any way. They've never like done a reissue. They've never. They never goldenized it, even they though it's, it's like it is the, like the shining gemstone of like a wrestling game. Yeah, yeah. Uh, well, I'm I'm bringing up some of the history because I was like WWF weren't, weren't the N- WCW games better? And then I looked at uh, oh okay that this WWF game was like the unofficial, the spiritual successor to the yeah. previous WCW games. Yeah, they basically hopped from WCW yeah, development to WWF development. Right. No, no, it was uh, Aki. Aki, and then yeah. EA yeah. got the WCW license uh, and then made numerous terrible WCW. Right. So like the, the total reversal of fortune. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Which mirrors yeah. exactly what happened to the promotions the themselves. Yeah, like, like Chris Jericho <laughs> would jump or the big show would jump over from like WCW to WWE or vice versa. Def, Jeff Jarrett, like people like wrestlers would jump between organizations. So why not the developers too? So I never played WWF No Mercy again, but uh, one of the coolest things I remember from the WCW games was mm-hmm. that there was like facial deformation where, like for instance, Sting's makeup could be smeared really? while you were fighting. Mm-hmm. Uh, mask huh. characters could have their masks ripped off, at least partially. I remember. Huh. Huh. Uh, so I'm I'm curious. Did any of that make it over into No Mercy? I don't think so. I don't. Re- I mean, I, I mean, even for WWF No Mercy, I can't remember many masks or maybe just Kane, but like. I don't really remember that, and like that's the thing I want in modern wrestling games. Like, there's yeah. face painted guys like Ultimate Warrior, where it's like, why doesn't his paint come off? Like, he just wrestled a 15 minute match against Brock Lesnar. You should <laughs> be feeling it, but like, yeah, like the Royal Rumble mode itself is really great because like the the roster is so big, and it's, I mean, like it's good in modern wrestling games, but they have these stupid little mini games. Mm-hmm. Whereas like with No Mercy, you could literally eliminate somebody in like three seconds because you know how to play it and your opponent doesn't. So it's like. In some ways, it felt a little bit more realistic, and it's also it's something that took, that took a while. And well, that the WWF Warzone and WWF Attitude PS One games that were awful. What they didn't learn is that like you shouldn't have to do like a Street Fighter like motion to do a Stone Cold Stunner mm. or Choke Slam from the Undertaker or Tombstone. Build like, it up and earn it. It's the same for every single person mm. and. Super yeah, simple. it's just like you grapple, and then it's like up and B does something, down and B. I don't remember yeah. what the buttons are, but like it was universal by character. You're like as long as you know up and this, down and this, left and this, right and this, or what. Yeah. Like learning one character would just carry over, and you just right. it means you just pick the character you like and have yeah. a great time. And it had just enough audio to be awesome because I mean, even though they're super compressed and they show the Titan Tron, but it's literally an animated GIF. Yeah, <laughs> you still get the music, oh, yeah. you still get the video that well, plays them like, out and their entrance, mm-hmm. which is cool. When I, when I was looking this up, like uh, looking on YouTube, somebody has put together like all the entrances and like the. The, the Titan Tron animated gifts that you just explained are like I can this barely looks like a yeah. picture I can just <laughs> sort of tell that that's a, a person and this is probably taken yeah. from video for what it's worth it was on a probably played on a smaller TV at a lower yes. resolution yeah so. that is true uh, like 320 I, by yeah. 240 whatever I got a the gold dust theme in this game is great by the way it's, uh, that's that's WWF Warzone is it Warzone? yeah th- it's like a, like WWF Warzone like when they brought that to N64, eventually they couldn't fit the CD quality themes, mm-hmm. so they had to compress and make MIDI's out of a lot of. Like, is Goldust not in No Mercy? He is, but like in this game, it is just. Oh no, he might not be. But if he was, just to for the conversation, like it would be 
like the super compressed oh, okay. song. Like I it's, see. It's mm. a trade off. I think mm, this well. is a Metacritic ninety out of a hundred. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. Which is I don't know. Wrestling game gets that. No, mm-hmm. not not even. Yeah. Uh, IGN gave it a nine out of ten. Game Informer gave it a nine point five out of ten. Well, it's it's so easy to forget mm-hmm. now that wrestling games used to be yeah. like some of the biggest mm-hmm. deals mm-hmm. in gaming. Like I remember when we came on, like oh yeah, wrestling covers always do well for magazines. Yeah, yeah. And I think we, I, we always want to do a wrestling cover whenever we can. I think they still would be if they weren't so expensive to make. Mm-hmm. Uh, it would be the exact same right now, and and. and I love pointing that out that like it's no mercy that like I was doing some feature on games with WrestleMania in it and the GameCube licensed Nintendo yeah. Nintendo took the messages of like they don't deal with western companies very often but we're like well evidently wrestling is going to like WWF American wrestling is going to push our console so the GameCube has exclusive wrestling hey, that contracts was a, that, that era everyone had their own yeah. Did they? GameCube, yeah. yeah GameCube had Day of Reckoning, Day of Reckoning. WrestleMania, WrestleMania. Xbox, I'll shut up down. Xbox had Raw and w, or PlayStation had Smackdown and uh, actually back then I it was found like, a bunch of commercials like of like Nintendo was, pimping it I remember yeah. there was those fucking Wii commercials oh, yeah. of like the wrestlers holding Wii remotes the, yeah. the one thing that's good about wrestling games now is like Depending on your perspective, mm-hmm. either everybody is all benefiting or everyone is all fucked. <laughs> like, if you hate the games, then ev- there, nobody has the best version. Or if you like the games, I think they're fun. I like them. Mm-hmm. Then every we use console, them every Sunday. Every yeah, every console yeah. Fantasy, Fantasy fights Fantasy on YouTube, fights, baby. Uh, but yeah, the, every version is good. But yeah, back then it was like the one of the things that that drew me into getting uh, N64. It took up me until 1998, so I think Revenge was out around that time or maybe yeah, the first uh, I think uh, Revenge might have been out by then. Where I was like this is way better than the WWF Warzone attitude games which yeah. I realize now yeah. are just like And it had, it had to benefit good. from the 4 controller. That oh yeah, awesome. that's, that's yeah, like yeah, yeah. that's that, that was, was a, a stroke of genius yeah. for the yeah. for the platform itself to natively just like yeah. no there's just 4 controller ports. Mm-hmm. The fun machine they called it. Yeah. <laughs> It uh, raised a generation on the concept of couch multiplayer. Yep. To the point where that's a nostalgic selling point. Yeah. Remember couch oh, multiplayer? And No Mercy also had... I kind of prefer WrestleMania 2000, and that just has like a, a year-long mode that you just you fight every Raw and Sunday Night Heat back when they had that, and pay-per-view, and like you can be in tag teams and all that, but like No Mercy was kind of like a story mode where you like, mm. well, you lost this match, but this guy wants to team with you, and... Uh, he uh, he's not a good partner, so do you want to betray him? And it kind of like flows from there. And some people, well, most people like that better than what they did yeah. in WrestleMania 2000. All right. Yeah. Well, I need you to cite this source instead of saying <laughs> some people, some Dave. People. people are saying many people. I read an article today it. that said the other stupid tremendous idiots. people, tremendous amazing people. <laughs> I won't name a specify. Some people love it. They're stupid idiots that don't get it. Uh, <laughs> all right. Number two. I want to see if you can guess from the slobbering sounds and gunfire what this might be. Wow. Scooby-Doo 64. Sequel to Buck Bumble, uh, Crazy Cricket. Well, you were on the right <laughs> track with that first word. Buck Bumble? Sequel. Sequel. Hmm. Uh, let me make it clearer. Man. Greetings, Turok. Oh. Oh. Ah, Concrete Bad Friends. The Elders of the Lost Land. No, man. I'm just going to start this again because you need to hear how much fucking... Exposition is in this. Oh, sentence. this is there's a lot. <laughs> All right, listen. Port of Ardia. Greetings, Turok. I am Adon. The elders of the lost land known as the Lazarus Concordance 
have charged me with the task of guiding you on your quest to stop the primogen. Shoot, First stop. sentence of the game. <laughs> the primogen. So, yeah. yeah. Turok. I just want to say one of yeah. the, the interesting things about the first Turok game was mm. that it was able to sort of tell the story with almost no cutscenes yeah. or dialogue. Uh, and and we, I, I have a video feature going up that includes it. That it's based on like a fucking comic book yes, from the from 50s. A, like, a, like so old. Like predates <laughs> most, like every Marvel character. Turok, Son of Stone. Yeah, like a gold key comic or something like that. Yeah. It's crazy. And they, like in Valiant had relaunched it, I think, and this mm-hmm. was sort of based on the newer comics. Yes, like, it was. Turok 2 especially. Which Acclaim bought a stake in Valiant and started yeah. cranking out Shadow Man. Right, and, yeah. Uh, and, yeah. Uh, but th- this was like the new Turok, mm-hmm. uh, Joshua Fireseed. And... <laughs> Uh, <laughs> the yeah, sperm burns. You actually, you actually played as him in the first in this game. You didn't in the first game, but uh, it had a bunch of uh, just exposition from this woman Adon, and it all just added up to go here and shoot these dinosaur men. <laughs> yeah. And, uh, and occasionally, real player form for some reason. Occasionally, you'll have objectives shouted at you. For example, you must save the totem, Turok. <laughs> <laughs> it is my job but, as Turok, the dinosaur hunter. Uh, and this was really notable uh, for what is now probably going to be the, I'm assuming, the next game in the list. But both were launched in the fall of 98 with the RAM expansion pack, right. which oh. changed the resolution to a whopping 640 by 480. So you could still play it without the RAM you expansion You could play pack. it without the expansion pack, but it, much like the next game, benefited tremendously mm. from it. Uh, and the first Turok was, like, good, not excellent or the first time I remember jumping in first person yeah um, it was the first time they had like jumping puzzles where it's yeah. like okay now I have to look yeah. down and, and it was also, that horrible first person platforming yeah and it was notable for uh, tremendous amounts of fog oh yeah uh, mm-hmm. oh, which yeah. would become a staple for the N64 in general but like a lot of fog and like you're fighting dinosaurs I just want to say Body Harvest was also really bad about yeah, it but it Turok like fog was synonymous <laughs> yeah, yeah yeah you but couldn't it, see literally more than 10 feet in front of you in really most cases really an ingenious exclusive to land for the N64 and I'm guessing this is the last exclusive Turok? No. No, no there were two more two after more. this. There was Turok 3 and Turok Rage Wars, which was multiplayer only. Yeah. Rage Wars was multi, multi-platform, multi I thought. Was uh, it? I, yeah, I think, think so. so. Yeah, maybe yeah, maybe, it was, maybe 3 know. was not exclusive also, but mm. um, 2 was also the had the addition of multiplayer, which mm. I don't think the first game had. I don't remember. It had to be... Goldeneye had to show them the way. But it, is, yeah. it is weird to think of yeah. a first-person shooter with no multiplayer. Yeah. But, but yes. part of what made the multiplayer in this so special is the one weapon that everyone fixated oh, yeah. on at the yeah, time, yeah, yeah. which sounded like this. John Cena's tea kettle. <laughs> All right, what you just heard was the cerebral bore, yeah. which uh, had to. It was a weapon that, like, you had to lock on to an enemy's head, which required like tracking it in place, keeping it held on your target, and then you shot this thing out, and it was like this drill, like the ball from Phantasm, yeah. that would just like <laughs> zoom in on their head, immediately start drilling through their skull, and like a ton of like red and brown fluid is yeah. spraying out as it's doing this, with and like, they're just seizuring, and then their head explodes. Yeah. It's a really, and the first Turok was known for like a lot of crazy weapons, and the big gun you get is literally launching a nuke. Like, it launches like a ball in the air, and then a giant atomic explosion oh, happens right, yeah. and Turok 2 brought all that but they improved the graphics improved the draw distance uh, 
it, it was it didn't run quite as smooth because that's what that was their concession with Turok yeah. One was mm-hmm. there's got a lot of fog, but it'll run a little cleaner, and that's why the RAM expansion pack really helped the game run at a reasonable and the music in this game Port of Ardia just look up Turok 2 Port of Ardia mm-hmm. the song is incredible yeah and I, I just love the like I'm, I'm going to explain Turok for those of you who don't <laughs> aren't familiar with these games but just the basic conceit mm-hmm. is so insane there's a lot a Native American in full like uh, buckskins and feathers all that stuff goes Ow. into a an alternate universe uh, where number one, there are dinosaurs fucking everywhere, dinosaurs and monsters, <laughs> and also ridiculously high-powered weaponry, rocket launchers, laser guns, anything you can imagine, basically. Mm-hmm. And and yes, that nuke thing, which yeah. was great in the first game. I also like the one where it's like a quad missile launcher where you could like oh, yeah. lock on and fire all four missiles at once. Yeah. And it was also the start because this game is the DNA of the South Park FPS. Yes, uh, <laughs> that came out in that classic. Uh, but it had. Or you a, could choose from either brown eye or two rock controls. Uh, ah, but that's actually that's two things to note. Uh, one is what I was getting to before is it had a lot of really cool mm. visual filters like the pen and ink mode, which made it look like an, oh, an, yeah. an animatic. It was all white with just black like pencil marks uh-huh. in place of the graphics, which looked awesome. And then two, it was notable because their control scheme was. We want to try to mirror the mouse and keyboard approach as closely as possible. So if you know you're in 64 controller, the C the C buttons, mm-hmm. those move your character as yep. at like the wa- like the WASD keys uh, on a keyboard. Whereas the analog stick is the look around, point your gun thing. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And at first, you're like, what the hell is this alchemic awful <laughs> affront to humanity? This is awful. But much like mouse and keyboard in general, once you get it down, it's like, oh, this is kind of better. Yeah. I do feel like I have more control. I can walk and look in different directions, and I can circle straight very easily. Like, it works out. It's just kind of clumsy because even if you're used to mouse and keyboard, if you're right-handed, like, your left hand is doing the looking and your right hand is doing the movement when mm-hmm. on a mouse keyboard, you know, your left hand would be doing movement and your right hand is looking around with the mouse. So right. either way, it's a clumsy answer but mm. it's it I love that they tried and I think it worked out um yeah I, it's apparently it's getting a remaster and re-release from Night Dive Studios the same people who remastered System Shock Oh cool um, um I would I would like to play this in a I would be curious in a means that's a little cleaner cuz even with the RAM pack mm. it was like this is still kind of junk chunky mm-hmm. yeah. I remember playing it Christmas morning and thinking yeah. this looks so amazing Yeah I, this is one of those games that man the only two games I remember waking up early Mm-hmm. Fake unwrapping a game, so uh-huh. uh, and then playing it with the sound off, and then putting it back was Mega Man Three in nineteen ninety, and then this in nineteen ninety eight. Wait, what? Uh, Turok the remasters are already available. Nineteen ninety nine. That's a little much. Hmm. Uh, but huh. I guess in line but for with what games? Uh, Turok one at least, but they're supposedly working on a second one too. How about the two thousand eight relaunch? Ooh. Oh, Joseph <laughs> Turok. I have a hat of it right over there for some reason. Uh, <laughs> It was one of the silliest uh, events I've ever been to. Ah, yes. Well, yeah, the they turned an entire gymnasium to Vietnam. Turok oh, yeah. 360 was one of the first game demos I ever took. Yep, me like, too. Oh, boy. It's like right when I started. That and Ghost Rider, and I'm like, what did I get myself into? Maybe oh, games dude, aren't as good as I maybe thought. Maybe games aren't good. Dude, the PS2 Ghost Rider game? <laughs> well, it just looked like, do I care about this? Man, I love that appointment. That was a, that was one of the few appointments where I uh, out-knowledged the people yeah. demoing it, where they were like, trying to explain things about Ghost Rider. I'm like, that happened in issue 7, not 6. I also couldn't that get happened in, that, that happened an announcement, the coolest kid 
Biden, the world is here. No. Yeah. <laughs> I couldn't give a fuck was, at, about Ghost Rider at that time. It was just weird to like have them like, and I know that, and I, looking back now, I know they had to memorize talking points, and I'm like, yeah. I don't give a fuck about Ghost Rider, but I'm just like, <laughs> I'm the only one you're going to meet today that does, so. Is this Johnny Blaze? Uh. <laughs> but they gave me they gave me like uh, exclusive screens and art that no one else got just because they're like uh. look you care at all so mm-hmm. you're my favorite for the day yay and then everybody cared about Marvel in the next ten years yeah. and they still never got Ghost Rider right well, that's it's on true. TV right now all right let's move on to Luke it's Wedge I'm on the other side of the planet we've got trouble. 128 times since the Squadron. Now the back to the back. Cut the chatter. Wedge, hold him off as fast you can. Rogues, we're gonna have company real soon. I know you guys know what this is. Yeah, Star Fox. Rogue Squadron. Squadron. Yes. Yeah. Uh, Star Wars Rogue Squadron. Uh, I just, I, technically, you could argue this is a first-party game because it was co-published mm-hmm. by Nintendo and Lucasfilm or mm-hmm. LucasArts, but LucasArts was never owned by Nintendo. Yeah, this was just a partnership. <laughs> So I'm counting it as third party. Yeah. But just, again, with the RAM expansion, like, Mm -hmm. beautiful for the time, a lot of authentic sound effects, and this was, like, the first big Star Wars game after all the special edition movies came out while the the prequels were being advertised, and we didn't yet know... The first good Star Wars game on consoles. Yeah. But when did did Shadows Mm. of the Empire? 96. Shadows of the Empire was okay. No, and you can play it now Uh, on Steam to prove me correct. No, I'm sure it's terrible now, but but at the time it was like, this is fun. By nature what this is, an arcade flight sim, it holds up really well, Mm -hmm. if you actually bother to go But see, like, to me it doesn't because, like, you can play Rogue Leader... For GameCube, and yeah. that's a better game. Well, I meant Shadows of the Empire. I don't think holds up. No, 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 Rogue Squadron. Yeah, that's yeah. I think this PC holds now. up very well. Um, but this is one of those things. Like I would never play this over Rogue Leader because mm-hmm. Rogue Leader is just a prettier version of this game mm-hmm. with mm-hmm. better with on foot missions. That's what, the second one. What about Rogue Squadron Three? Where that? Yeah, that's the yeah. Which I didn't even play because I was like, no, I'm good. I played two of these already. I don't need to do it a third time. Yeah. But. At the time, flying around, flying an X-wing, and as an, an N64 exclusive, it was. And this, it's interesting uh, to note that the hardware box at the time, when N64 launched in '96, 20 years ago, you know, uh, on the box is co- uh, clip art of Mario, of Bowser, mm-hmm. of Fulgore from Killer Instinct, who's now Microsoft classic, Mario, and then a fucking Stormtrooper, <laughs> like yeah. right there along with all the Nintendo things because of Shadows of the Empire. But like yeah. Star Wars and the N sixty four were very tied together in a in a specific way where there were exclusives. Like some get stuff got ported to PlayStation, but mm-hmm. it had a lot of unique yeah. things on the N sixty four. This being one of the best because yeah. one and one of the biggest treats. Like a year later, like six seven months after it launched. Inside the game, the Naboo fighter from Episode One was hidden in the game, mm-hmm. and then that got its own game, and they got a sequel. Yeah, Battle for Naboo or yeah, something like Naboo. that. But like at the time, no, it was on, P- on N64. Uh, but at the time, like you're playing Rogue Squadron, and you're like, uh, okay, I finished the game. It was great, and I put it away. I'm not going to play this anymore. And then around the time, right before Episode One comes out, which is May of '99, so six seven months after this game is released. Mm-hmm. There's just they released this password that's like yeah put in uh, your username is like Halifax or something and then you input this code and that Naboo fighter from the new movie that's out now is in the game all along and you're that's like what the movie. fuck and then had to be one of the last times that you could literally hide something that yeah. in a game and yeah. someone couldn't have just like oh, I put it in a USB drive and I got exactly mm-hmm. yeah uh, yeah because couldn't get their hands in that ROM expansion <laughs> pack <laughs> yeah but so that I don't know there, there was a lot of cool like to just see the terrain and fly through all these Star Wars locales and mm-hmm. and getting 
all these classic vehicles. It was it was yeah. it was and it was something that uh, you could compare, not comparable on the Super NES or, or even uh, like how Shadows of the Empire had a Hoth level, mm-hmm. which mm-hmm. was at the time the most advanced incarnation of Hoth you could do. Oh, this had its own Hoth. Yeah, activate harpoon. Of course you did. It was it was basically like an expansion of that Hoth level into yeah. an entire game. Yeah, and it was good. Yeah. Like yeah. it was uh, it was huge. And again, it's hard to. It was that beautiful time where the special editions weren't reviled. Not that they're reviled, but like we hadn't totally been like, will you get all this shit off the screen? <laughs> like it was just more like I was so happy to see him in the theater. Yeah, and they've only they'd been out for all, like a year and a half at that point, January, February, March of ninety seven. So it's not like they were new, but mm. the prequels hadn't happened yet, and all there was was the hype of how great these next three Star Wars movies are going to be. Certainly, why would they be bad? Don't be mean. Don't be crazy. <laughs> so we then we also in the middle of that get this awesome flight sim where you get to be in an X wing. Oh, like, yeah. Who wouldn't want to do that? Well, th- this this is the game that kind of put Factor Five on the yeah. Map. Uh, Factor Five was a developer with some history they'd created the Turrican games but were yeah. kind of not that well known outside of Europe but they created uh, Rogue Squadron and they were also noted for uh, creating a new uh, voice compression technology uh, that yeah, let them get really a good. ton yeah. of voice samples in the game this was like one of the first fully voiced N64 games one of the only yeah one of the only ever and uh, it it, it used a bunch of sound-alikes, some better than others. For example, <laughs> this is their Luke. I lost R2. Pretty convincing. <laughs> that R2 uh, sounds nothing like impression. Not all the voices were that good. The quote-unquote sound-alikes didn't always come through. Hi, Chewie. Well, what are you doing here? How you doing, kid? Thought I might give you a hand. This is my hometown, after all. Don't get penisy. <laughs> <laughs> it's not quite the same. Yeah, <laughs> My hand's so low. Yeah, yeah that's, that's not, even, not hearing Harrison Ford. That's not then. even like the same delivery. No. Okay. I'm no. looking. I think. Hi, Luke. I'm your real dad. I think their <laughs> their flair with Star Wars games was their undoing. If I could, I mean, that's a speculation. Mm, it's called Lara. No, yeah, Lara was definitely their undoing. Well, they were on the hook for a shitload of other Star Wars games that ended up getting canceled. Along the way, yeah, you, Factor Five. Yeah, you don't remember when they they, they put a bunch of, they listed a bunch of stuff they were working on their website when they went defunct in like '09. But like they were they were tied in with so many license games that were sort of like, man, never mind. I'm like, this is four years worth of work for us. We've do not gain any revenue now. And like, yeah. I, I think I don't know. I, it, it's they even have an untitled Pilot Wings project uh, for really? GameCube on. Oh, uh, yeah, according this is a wiki glance by well, the way. Flight was their their big thing, yeah. and I think. Layer was really unfortunate because yeah. it's like it focused on one of the worst six bells axes? and whistles uh. of the the PS3 era, which was like, yeah, the, using six axis to control was a really neat idea on paper. Uh, in that game, it was horrible. This thing we came up with right before E3 is great for yeah. games, and you yeah. should only use this. Uh huh. I, I I can't I can't put the blame entirely on Six Axis because mm-hmm. that game was deeply flawed. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I think I think it was kind of rushed. They had a control scheme, like you yeah. can, they patched it in. Oh, they, they had to they patch it in, control but like scheme. even then, it's like eh. yeah. There's just there's certain fundamental flaws about this game that won't be fixed. Really, Arkham had no Heavenly Sword with a Six Axis though. Do not poo poo mm. it too much. Oh no, that was that was, that was pretty cool. Mm-hmm. But it like is weird how seconds. It, was cool to do that. <laughs> it is weird how they had a great pedigree yeah. for flight, mm-hmm. and if you take, if you think of Lair like, oh wow, the Factor Five is gonna make basically a Panzer Dragoon game, like, please God, like this sounds incredible, yes. and yes. then it happens, and you're like, what? 
How did this happen? I remember taking so much shit from that with people like they couldn't believe that a, a PS3 exclusive could Ugh. be bad. Yeah. Oh, yeah. man. Um, but uh, Rogue Squadron also introduced some original characters Ooh. and had its its own plot line independent of the movies that made it kind of interesting. For example... There you are, you coward. Do you think you can get away in that shuttle? Kacen, do not pursue that ship. Repeat, do not pursue Sirden. We don't know how many ships he has backing him up. We must remain here to secure Chantrilla. I copy. <laughs> coward. What? So... Kaysen Moore and Crixmay Dean were two, like, Imperial defectors who join uh, a few levels into the game, become part of Rogue Squadron, and then, like, that, that just sort of develops into its own uh, fiction, where, like, yeah, these, these are new characters, they're important, and uh, they interact with Luke and Wedge all the time, and... I just grew my vagina, and now uh, it's growing back together, Michael. Okay, Jesus. great. Uh, she also <laughs> appeared in... Uh, it's true that no women like Star Wars. Yeah, never, ever. <laughs> It's also true that uh, she appeared in uh, Empire at War, like the the weird crime expansion. I can't remember the name Poor. of it right now. Uh, mm -hmm. None of you remember this. No. Uh, uh, I'm just bored. Okay. <laughs> Starboard. Y'all be haters. Don't hate my game. They even have a canceled Kid Icarus game. Like <laughs> you're seeing, you're just there's a lot of there were other Rogue Leader, Rogue Squadron projects in the making. Oh wow. Yeah, yeah, but this is all... They, they went defunct around the same time that LucasArts is like, let's rethink everything and fire everybody. And then they made Fantasy Life. Fantasy Life? Who that's did? Factor 5 did? Or? That's Level 5. Oh, yes. Five, yeah. <laughs> they're, they're still alive. That's the joke. Mm -hmm. but, um, Level 5 is alive! <laughs> <laughs> but, I mean, there are obviously a bunch of other cool games that you didn't get to talk about, like Mischief Makers. Yeah, uh, yeah. yeah we just a streamed a, a treasure game that... Shares a lot of DNA with that. Ragu Rakugaki Showtime? Yeah. Yeah. It looks a lot like Mischief Makers. I'm yeah. actually shocked that they're not connected. Mischief Makers uh, was, again, like mm -hmm. doing making the best of a bad situation with N64's 2D, but Biff. like it had a cool yeah. gameplay loop where like you could grab enemies, shake them to turn them into like bombs, and then throw oh, them. But uh, anyway. And that nanny shook the baby, and no one could do it anymore. Nope, nope, nope. Anyway, at this point, we're going to take a little break. When we come back, we'll talk about some new releases, some game deals, some news, some other stuff. Stay tuned. This week's Video Game Apocalypse is brought to you by Audible. And if you don't know what Audible is, it is the Internet's wonderfully leading source for audiobooks and radio dramas. And they have your bestsellers there. And new stuff, I see Tom Sawyer read by Nick Offerman. A new book by Norm MacDonald. But of course, Video Game Apocalypse users, I know you like your goddamn video games. That's why Elston is here to tell us about some books that are available for you right now. Uh, yeah, on Audible, we saw, we, we did a little look, we did a little search, and we found Ma Maestro Mario, which is a, a look at uh, video game music. I am shocked that there's 
a book all about video game music. Yeah, so I, I've read this, but I'm now I am personally curious to actually see if the uh, audio clips are in this uh, particular Audible version because they walk through uh, like music, the early days of the NES, how music helped like change the way game music was perceived. Because mm-hmm. before that, the whole like it's just beeps and boops, like. No, it literally was just beeps and boops before Mario yeah. and it's in the NES. Like there was just a lot of background jingles at best. Yeah, and now it was like it's hero different. It's like yeah. how do you? It's like scoring an action a movie with only action sequences. Yeah, how do you keep that pace up? Yeah, so that's a really fun look at just music, but also with a lot of good terminology and, and stuff that I can't even get across in VG Empire because I don't have that knowledge base. Uh, but there's also Service Games, which is a great... Something you read. Yeah, I read this, and it's been a couple of years, so it's vague. But I remember re- just really enjoying this look back at the creation of Sega, uh, Sega of America, and how it interacted with Sega Japan. And just the, the long storied history of Sega in general yeah. is, is, is fascinating, uh, and how it ends up where it is now. But and I'm sure you've we heard talk of, about that. I'm sure you've heard of Console Wars by Blake J. Harris. That is also there on Audible, and we encourage you to check it out. By going to audibletrial.com slash lasertime. Again, you will get a free audiobook and you will get a free 30 days of uh, usage of Audible. It works on... Audible has over 180,000 ch- titles to choose from. Uh, it works on your iPhone, desktop, Android, Kindle, whatever crappy uh, Korean MP3 player you might be using. Oh, I don't... That sounds like a Galaxy Slam. It is not, but check it out. Thank you, Audible. And again, Video Game Apocalypse listeners can go to audibletrial.com slash lasertime and get a free audiobook with a free 30-day trial. You like Laser Time shows? Then you might like Bonus Time, Laser Time's weekly bonus show exclusively on patreon.com slash lasertime. Here's a taste of what you've been missing. Does anyone else get these American Express Tina Fey ads everywhere? Yeah. Where yeah. she's like putting shit on and buying shit. She's like at the workout store. Yeah. And, and it's like uncredited Thomas Middleditch from like that's oh, the yeah. star of Silicon Valley playing the cashier of like, oh, with, like no yeah yeah it's like he's the star of one and, of the, a currently airing show but now they're showing up in my Twitter feed mm-hmm. I think because I said the word I like Tina Fey mm-hmm. and now it knows I but, you know. also you said I love American Express Shit. my favorite kind of credit card it's my least favorite I nobody like express my American love for Tina Fey nobody Boom, takes American it doesn't matter you can watch her get less into mm-hmm. these ads as the weeks go by because really? there was one. You can it just whoever's editing them is like missing that very very important half second before the video really takes where her face is just dead, no expression at all, and then oh here we are with cat with American Express. Like they're live or something. <laughs> yeah, and then that week goes by, and then the next week was her with the dog, and there's a split second of her just holding the dog with no expression at all, like. Can we hurry? Oh, look, I'm petting the dog. But the look on her face is so sarcastic. And then the one this week is her trying to eat a giant novelty-sized heart on an airplane, (laughs) which already I don't... Like, what's the combination of shit going on? And the look on her face where she's trying to, like, mime, like, oh, it's too big. (laughs) It's like, you want to kill yourself. I can tell you're so over, but you signed some, like, obscene contract. Get bonus time, Laser Time's weekly, full-length, uncensored, and ad-free Patreon-exclusive podcast, as well as weekly full-length movie commentaries, wrestling and cartoon video commentaries, physical rewards, the first season of Talking Simpson, and more at patreon.com slash lasertime, starting at just five bucks. You'll help us live, and we'll do our best to help you never be bored again. And welcome back to our shitty second segment. Shitty? Eh. It's going to be fun. It's going to be great. I'm sure it's going to be great. It's I, tremendous. I listened to it earlier today. <laughs> I traveled back through time just to endure it again. Second segment's going to be amazing. You can't believe how great you, the second segment is. That's people who know is. me. I never time travel. Mm-hmm. Never. Never. You need two adjectives for the second segment. Shitty and something, right? Isn't it usually... 
Lovely and talented, something. Yeah, something. lovely and talented. Simon and Simon. Salubrious. Yeah. Is it new release time? Uh, savory and salty. Um, <laughs> yeah. Yes, it is. These are the new releases. They are releasing Forza Horizon Forza. Three. Yeah, that's the. This is uh, one of the. T- no, everything this week look, looks really exciting. To be totally yeah. honest, really, um, even Sonic Boom. Uh, not well. I don't know. I heard it's good. I'm not. It's, I'm not an idiot. I still get excited by Sonic, no matter what he does to hurt me. But um, yeah, it, yeah. There's a bunch it's of a very stuff specific out this fetish. Uh, yeah, wow. <laughs> he loves me. He really does. He doesn't mean to make bad games. You get excited by him no matter how he hurts you. I, we were messing around with Lego Dimensions. I got to see that Sonic uh, figure. Man, looks neat. I mean, yeah. that'll be a good that Sonic thing this that's, year. That's, yeah, that's not out this week. But yeah. everyone that I've seen talking about Forza is just like, this is awesome. Yes. It looks incredible. It's got some of the highest reviews of the year, as far as I can tell, at a glance. Like, uh, in the mid-90s on, on a Metacritic uh, mid-90s, average. Sorry. So Keith David the uh, could really review the shit out of this game. Three. Yeah, it came out. It it's doing a thing I hate that games do nowadays, I love it. where it's like, oh, you're spending twenty extra dollars, you get this on Friday instead of Tuesday. Ah, that yeah, sucks. A bunch of people were streaming it last week because a bunch of people had the game early. Yeah, I don't know. Early access is pretty neat. I mean, I mean something it's, Steam's it's been not, doing forever. It's, it's not twenty twenty extra dollars it's for, a, to get that in a couple. It's an of established releases. franchise. I, 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 the price is a little steep. That's but they've just, always done. That. I hate that. I, I get it. I get it. But I also don't have time to play it, and I want to, uh, yeah. badly. Yeah, it is something I... I don't know, because I haven't played any big racing game since Xbox One launched with Burnout, uh, or it was the Need for Speed. Need for Speed, was it Most Wanted Again? Oh, or Rivals, Rivals, or whatever. Like, mm. Just have a big world driving around and you know, seeing beautiful yeah. scenery. On, like, Well, having, having just spent a bunch of time playing the crew for work, and I, like the idea of another open-world racing game kind of... Uh, Stay tuned, I'll tell you how to get the crew for free! Hmm. Yeah. Um, have a PC with Uplay? E- no. Mm. <laughs> well, uh, the other new release I was really excited about, because I didn't even hear of it, mm-hmm. uh, River City Tokyo Rumble. Yeah, I was trying to get that last night. It yeah. didn't go up around midnight or after. Like digitally? Um, digitally. Mm. But, uh, Who it, published it? Natsume, actually. Oh, wow. Oh, yeah. And it looks like, because I don't... My, my, my history of the River City... What's... The Renegade series, the the look of yeah. those guys, the, the, the dodgeball yeah. stuff. It lo- like the cover art shows Cuneo like Cuneo. all those guys in the game, like the dodgeball guys. Mm-hmm. And uh, I, River City Ransom. I, I, many smarter people have pointed that out. It might be the best NES game ever. Like it's, nah, it, it's not it that. just took so many. It just did so many weird things. It's an like, amazing game, yeah. and like, at the time it was given like, the hardware. Like it's incredibly yeah. ambitious and reaches its goals. Yeah. It's really it, neat. It's really cool, and it's the first game I ever called the game counselors for. Really? Yeah. Oh yeah, it, it's obtuse because it makes it's hard to follow where you're supposed to go and what you're supposed to do in what but order. It's a Final Fight RPG. It's yeah. open world. Cool. It's Why yes. do they keep saying barf? Barf. <laughs> I can see the guy's butt in the sauna. <laughs> if you can't find the trailer on YouTube, that's because the first word is in all caps barf. Because they clearly know their audience, thirty-six-year-old losers. I'm just searching the word "barf", barf. and I found this game. <laughs> barf, thumbs up. So yeah, it appears to be a sequel with very similar graphics, mm-hmm. but sort of remastered. Yeah. But wow. one thing I notice about River City is like, so years and years it's go by. It's not as with, nice as it used wait, to be. No, 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 no. Listen, years and years <laughs> go by without games. Everyone's like twice now. Mm-hmm. Americans have managed to get the license yeah. to create a sequel, yeah. and every time that happens, it's like it's kind of far along. And then mm-hmm. uh, 
the original like Technos or Natsume or somebody yeah. does a like a remake or in this case a sequel. I I only saw the review on Destructoid and it, it got a seven, but it was just sort of like it's a beat 'em up with like no multiplayer or no mm. street passing or like none of the modern implements of anything. But like if you've even if you've never played it, like it's still pretty fun and interesting. But very so straightforward. It's 3DS, game. yeah, 3DS, huh. I think exclusively, which uh, is a recipe for no money in bankruptcy, mm. <laughs> especially America. third third-party 3DS game. <laughs> but I would love to get a copy of it, and I would love to give it a stream maybe next week. I'm going to try yeah. and reach out to somebody just because we're one of the few people who can stream 3DS games. How much? I mean, it's, what twenty bucks, fifteen bucks? I don't know. I don't know. But like, uh, I don't. The 3DS that we stream with is not my 3DS. Just punch so. a bunch of dudes. Some coins <laughs> will fall out, and you can use that. Yeah. I can eat the meat that they dropped. There was that, <laughs> and I, you know more about the new releases than me. I just saw that like a bunch of high-profile DL Sizzle came out wow. for Hitman, the Colorado level. Uh, I saw a bunch of people on Twitter anxiously waiting that to drop. The Star Wars Battlefront Death Star levels came out, mm. um, and the the new De- the Deus Ex Mankind Divided System Rift DLC oh, came out. What, are you not caught up with your? No, I haven't played it. I haven't played it in like two weeks. Because I was, I was finishing Earthbound. No, I've played it a lot since we streamed it, mm-hmm. uh, and it's good. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's beautiful, and I love playing it. But it's just, it's just so relaxing to like Is it? to spend insane amounts of time opening everything, reading everyone's email, and then not interacting or shooting anyone, and then like occasionally knocking someone out unconscious, and then throwing their ragdoll body all over the room, and that doesn't hurt them anymore. It, it counts only as incapacitated, but I can totally throw them until they fall and the physics let them fit in a trash can. <laughs> and it's like, no, he, emails. And it's like, no, he's fine. Um, Sounds amazing. But like with just like, and the whole time just like low level, like not even dance music, just like a nice backbeat kind of always playing. Like not even ambient music. It's like the game actually has a soundtrack. I, I hope uh, it's out this week. I just saw a bunch of reviews go up. Yeah, um, and I, I would... I'd probably get this because I heard there's actual good, st- a lot of characters, like actual mm-hmm. story stuff in it, dialogue, and not just like weird missions you can yeah. do. Like mm-hmm. it, it seems interesting, but I now that I finished Earthbound because that distracted me for two weeks. It, it, apparently, the it wasn't the same for Star Wars Battlefront Death Star because it. I think the main, the primary criticism of that game it had really, ex- it had a really expensive season pass and not a lot of content out of the box. And everything was kind of piecemealed out. So, like, yeah. apparently the content is, like, real light uh, for 15 bucks. Some Death Star missions, a new battalion mode, um, mm. which is like a, what do you call that? A linear segmented three-part multiplayer stage. It sounds neat. Yeah. Okay. Uh, and, like, I, I thought, I still think Star Wars Battlefront's one of the prettiest games I've ever seen. But then the Battlefront yeah. 1, the Battlefield Battle- 1 yeah. demo is, like, the same thing. Looks fucking amazing. Uh, and that is nearly upon us, is it not? Ooh, yeah, Battlefield 1? Lisa, also Usually October. <laughs> Sonic well, Boom Fire there you Ice go. on 3DS is getting better reviews than I think the previous yeah. Sonic Boom games did. It's sitting at about. You a reviewed 60- it. You're you're I at did. fault. You hate Sonic. Well, the last Sonic <laughs> Boom had the Albatross of the Wii U attached yeah. to it. Yeah, number one, that's the version I reviewed. I never played the 3DS version. Mm. And, um, Which is apparently better. Yeah, it's more straightforward. Like handheld but, I mean, Sonic games are the always. The 3DS one, uh, they're made by Sanzaru, mm-hmm. which is the company that made uh, Sly Cooper, uh, oh, yeah. Thieves mm. in Time. Um, but they they had a, a thing a few months ago saying like, you know, we're going to make it better. Here's how we're making it better, and uh, it seems to have yielded some dividends because it's sitting at a 65 on Metacritic, which is an improvement. Uh, That's a 90 for Sonic games. I don't pre-order anything, and I totally pre-order that Sonic Mania special edition set because I cannot wait. 
totally different game. I know, but like that's the only like I'm only looking forward to that game. Like that game looks fucking awesome. That's the Sonic game I want to play. Is that yeah. out this year? No. Jesus. No, Christ. no, but it has that awesome Genesis statue. I know, but like yeah, which is the size of an actual yeah, Genesis. Yeah. Right. Boy, and then Genesis cartridge with the ring and it that does nothing. Yeah. <laughs> I love it, but at the same time it's like kind of marketing gone awry where it's like it, I love it, but I'm like I'm not I don't need that. Like I don't want a giant Sonic. Like, the idea of, like, what if you could pre-order and it's just a big love letter to Sonic and Genesis and that yeah. whole era. I'm like, fuck yeah, it's yeah. great. And then it's like, but I don't want any of that for real. Yes, I, I just I just bought Sonic figures while I was in Japan. Because it'll, uh, like, I had a giant Sonic at my mm-hmm. desk for four years at Capcom. And then when I quit Capcom, I left the Sonic what? on the desk. What? Like, I, I Not you a true Sonic fan. I gave it to somebody. <laughs> I came, like, somebody was like, I'll take it. And I'm like, please, <laughs> please, this Sonic should be loved. But, uh, uh, yeah, but the, the portable games, I don't know, I think... Portable's been way better to Sonic for ten years than uh, uh, console games. Probably, have been. yeah. Like yeah. GBA Sonics, were yeah. Rush and against Generations. Sonic Rush. Oh no, good. Generations is fucking. I played it on. Sorry, I played that on PC. Well, mostly. half Generations. Was good. Mm. Generations was yeah. fine. Mm-hmm. It wasn't great. Yeah, but it four was, was even worse. Fine. Four was irritating, but also less fine. Mm-hmm. Uh, Darkest Dungeon, which is a is oh. coming to PS4 and Vita. A side-scrolling dungeon RPG that is primarily about facing Lovecraftian horrors, going insane, and dying. It's pretty cool. It has a pretty big following and uh, out on console following. Ooh. If In case that wasn't clear by the first part of that. The new uh, release segment. Hmm? The new release jingle. Yeah. <laughs> uh, XCOM 2. Hey, also on console. On consoles. Yeah. Much easier to recommend because I've played a lot more yeah, of it. So what, this is like... Six or seven months since the I PC look. It's version? February. February Fe- was February. Uh, oh, that, wow. but that's they launched the the first game. Well, sorry, Enemy Within launched day and date with mm-hmm. PC and console. It was I don't it was think a little. It did. It, I, I checked. Really? Yeah, yeah, but yeah, it did. Yeah, that's but right. Like, it did. Uh, and then like this one was like PC only. And within really? within three Why? months, it went to iPads and tablets. And so I remember when they were like, "You guys were bummed out when they're like XCOM two PC exclusive." Like, ah. And then like for that long, what the hell? Uh, I but, mean. They, they have still, the reasons. They still haven't patched in controller like use to the yes, PC. They version. have. I keep seeing people say like, <laughs> "Can you please put P- control?" Sorry, options? I just looked it up. They said gamepad support was. Get, yeah. They did. Yeah, I, I don't know. Okay. I just. Maybe, I, just maybe, it was I, don't, I don't know why you'd want to use a gamepad when, when you, you have, have a keyboard. keyboard. Mouse, yeah. Yeah. Well, with with that kind of game, especially, I think that's yeah. a better but option. I, I mean, and I'm I, someone who plays with a gamepad all the fucking I time played, on PC. I played the original XCOM solely with a Xbox 360 controller. And I played some of XCOM 2 with a mouse and keyboard, like when it first came out. But kind of like, it's fine. But I, mm. I, I just have like that controller mindset in my head. So it's a lot of muscle memory of like, yeah, that, I, that fact that I spent, yeah, like probably over a hundred hours because between Enemy Within uh, and Enemy Unknown, like the two of them, oh, wait, shit. that Enemy Unknown was the first one. Yeah, right? maybe, I, maybe I looked up that one day. Uh, yeah, so wrong. like. Um, yeah, so between those two games, I've probably spent like triple digits of hours mm. with that, just with the controller. So that's why I love the controller, and like uh, I was, I kind of wanted the PS4 version when we streamed it today, but the I got sent the Xbox One version. It's still great. I, I mean, like I've been meaning. You to, dead you, to us, whoever sent that today. No, no, no. I, <laughs> I want to thank my guy Firaxis for doing it for me. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, I mean. Well, it came out six months ago, so you know most of the deal. Like it's kind of. What do you think flip- of it? Because you played a yeah. little bit of it already. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's a bit more confusing, the whole, like, that you're going after the aliens now, and the mm-hmm. whole, like, 
world map, and you've got to find that Zelda cells. thing where like it, the next game is like, well, you lost. Yes, and I mean the first one is just it's. I could always just like I could fit everything that was happening like in the re- in the outside world in my head because it's just this one map and it tells you this continent hates you. Okay, I'll just send some satellites over there. Mm-hmm. I'll give this one country some money next time. <laughs> but this one, it's like you gotta like go over the map and like uh, wake some cells. And get them to tell you where, like, the headquarters are. And it's like, oh, well, you went to, like, uh, Eastern Asia to do this thing. Uh, South America just, like, totally got overtaken by aliens. And you're fucked. And it's it's a lot more to, take, like, wrap your head around. But the combat I really love. Like, they, mm-hmm. like since you lost, you are now the aggressor, sort of. You're going after the aliens. They're mm-hmm. not going after you. So mm-hmm. a lot of stages, it's just you sneak up on the aliens and you, like, You'll finally reach, like, their front lines, and you could kind of just, like, set everybody up in Overwatch and have them, like, bank their move. Battleborn. Yes. Mm-hmm. And, and is it Overwatch? <laughs> I forget what they actually call the term in XCOM because it has me doubting it. But you can, like, when you do your first move, you can have, like, as soon as the enemies start panicking and scurrying, mm-hmm. like, you'll just start to get, like, shot after shot out at them because they're moving around and you have Overwatch, mm-hmm. which is, like, you shoot yeah. as soon as they move. Mm-hmm. So it's, like, cool little things like that. And, I mean, I just love the core XCOM combat, mm-hmm. you know, oh, since yeah. Enemy Unknown. And, uh, I mean, now people on console finally get to play it. And, it, and granted, you don't get mods. Like and the performance is, like, not going to be as good as it is on, like, a decent PC. But... Uh, that it technically yeah. demanding but of a had, game. But we had, you saw it chugged a couple times. It does it did like a, a, a cutscene. Yeah. But I love it, and it's more of the like the meta game, which I love, which is naming all of your teammates after yeah. your real life friends and being like, which we did in our stream, and our then YouTube just like channel. randomly talking to them at, the, at a bar like two weeks later, like, oh, I'm sorry, you died. You guys got actually got to see yourself die. I wrote, yes. I wrote your obituaries. Oh man, uh, we did. We got to write Seems our like obituaries. A lot of unnecessary work. Uh, Chris um, died from pizza. I, and Brett never got racist. his Bret Hart's I don't care for that. sunglasses. Um, and um, yeah, I'm sorry, Diana Goodman, uh, one of the hosts of 302010. She was captured by aliens, but not you dead. Gotta but get not her back, dead. Dave. Yeah. She's not dead. The only survivor was Ann Lewis. Yeah. Oh man. <laughs> noted. <laughs> noted. Noted. German Ann Lewis. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I, I survived. I was just gravely injured, so I couldn't. I, I was in the first mission and then gone for the rest of the stream. Bunch of shit coming to PS4 this week. Mountain Bleed Warband. Really? Uh, previously, yeah, that's, that's a very PC-only yeah. series. Now available on PS4. I like uh, Warblade Mount Band. <laughs> I know you do. Or Bandblade Mount Bird. Mountain Blade is <laughs> like this Blade's weird... A series. Like, it's a realistic mm-hmm. medieval RPG. Mm-hmm. And uh, the first time I played, I think it was Warband. <laughs> Uh, so it's like the, you've got this giant map you can you know go into, make your fortune, explore the world, and uh, almost immediately I was attacked by bandits. It's like I can fight off some bandits. I could not fight off bandits. They <laughs> took me prisoner, and then I got dragged around by them like for several turns. Like what the fuck am I even doing? <laughs> Michael, it's quick. three a.m. Go to bed. Yeah, exactly. Um, but Mountain Blade Warband is especially interesting because it's got a... Why is that so funny, Dio? Show me your warband. It sounds like random English syllables. <laughs> like, if you didn't understand English, mm. it would just sound like when you hear another language gibberish. Okay. Mountain Blade Warband. Yeah. Like, I'd be like... Wh- I'm su- I, that I'm sounds like... I'm not you, hearing it. It sounds like something Blade. Donald Trump said at the base. Yeah. 
Mount Good, Blade Bad. It's just like Mountain Blade Warband. <laughs> <You're> like, <laughs> Mount, Mountain Blade, Blade. Warband? Blah, 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 blah. Warband. <laughs> yeah, which just then... Well, it's called Warband because you can <laughs> assemble an army of 32 different players and... Wow. Uh, for these massive sieges. Mm-hmm. It reminds me of the name, that talk radio thing with Brandsmart. <laughs> where we, we lost control of our own, like, deal section for, like, wait, what? God, Brand- this is how we reintroduce it. Uh, Brandsmart? <laughs> Brand Smart? Might be something. <laughs> Brand- and just, like, what? what is this company called? Anyway. Mm. Mount Blade Warband. Yeah, Mount and Blade Warband. Mm-hmm. Uh, also, here's here's something you'll really like, Brett. Arcade no. Archives Contra. Ooh, Contra Arcade yes. is dumb. I like it. <laughs> You're right, it is. I, it's um, not bad. I, well, I, no, I mean, it, it's it's, it's cool to have, and that that's like, I... Uh, you don't have to buy it. I know. thought for years, like, this is... Why does this not come to consoles? This mm. is clearly the better oh. version right. of Contra, and then finally nah. I came to 360 yeah, and played yeah, it, yeah. and was like, oh, no, it's... No. Not the better version. They had them in a movie theater is growing up. Is there no up. Konami code in that one? Nah. No, not in the arcade. No, it's designed to be I guess you could just press yeah. triangle. It was and developed yeah. by Quarter Ape Studios. <laughs> so yeah, That's Quarter Ape. <laughs> yep. But, <laughs> uh, well, I'm, I'm coming to the conclusion that, like, I think... Every like every arcade adaptation that yeah. I was like as a kid, like this isn't as good as the arcade. Like look in retrospect, good. they're all better. Yeah. Yeah. Most of them. We went through they, that. They, the they add levels. They add functionality. Ghosts and Goblins is a few is a rare exception Who where cares? like it's that's worth a, the same. But like when we were going through all the Capcom games, like even 1943 is like customizable loadouts and, and a wow. level of fairness is added. Sure. Uh, Strider, Bionic Commando, they're uh-huh. all they're all made to be like more fair yeah. and so oh, you yeah, die yeah, every yeah. five yeah. seconds. Well, yeah, wildly yeah. redesigned yeah. games, yeah. yeah. Who cares? Yeah. They didn't look as good but they're great. Yeah. Yeah. Who cares that the Ninja Turtles and TMNT <laughs> 2 with the arcade game, they look like they have one eye at all times <laughs> but the game is just as fun. Yeah. So, whatever. Um, but yeah, yep. Arcade Contra, I, there was a movie theater and I have a mem- memory of seeing Batman 89 which was a midnight showing, and I can't believe my parents took me to that when I was eight years old. Tell all and, your friends about and, it, Elson. And then uh, my, says my parents, <laughs> "Yeah, why would you take an eight-year-old to see Batman?" <laughs> but a midnight showing, like, that's fair. fair. But like at midnight, that just seems okay. so strange. So we get sure. out at like two in the morning, and I remember playing uh, uh, Super C and Contra were next to each other, and I was like, "I'm so hopped up on Batman that I'm like," ah, 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 ah. <laughs> and I remember going, like, "Oh, this sucks! <laughs> like it's just cheap and slow and weird mm. perspective, and I don't like it." Mm. Yeah, I remember um, I also played it in a weird place in my life. Uh, <laughs> I was a kid, and we were traveling home from Ireland to New York. and By car. Yes. Uh, <laughs> to, to Ellis Island. We're at some random airport in Ireland, and I just see a Contra Arcade machine, and I'm like, I like it on NES. And just being in this weird kind of like... You know, travel drunk state, even at like eight or nine years old, and yeah. playing like this isn't quite as good, but I don't know why. Could you tell it was the Irish version of Contra? <laughs> yeah. Did it. I change in Ireland or did Contra? Every yeah, both guys are wearing green all the you time. You get the shillelagh yeah. gun. Yes. See, I think it's because the flamethrower uh, in the arcade version is that weird little spiral spiral thing, thing. Mm, and then in, in the NES, it's like what, like a an explosion. I think it's still a weird. Is oh it a yeah, it's like the laser where it's just like a straight line. No, that's no? A, that's the laser. Yeah, the flare mm-hmm. in this is like a dot that shoots out and then explodes a little. Right. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, also, because you guys talked about it last week, Lego Dimensions Supergirl hey. Starter yeah, Pack. Yeah, yeah. yeah which is uh, starting off, kicking so, off the year two festivities. Yeah, so, let me see if I got this right. 
the Supergirl one, that's for PS4 only, and that is like yeah. the yes. Portal as well mm-hmm. as uh, exclusive. But if Supergirl you have the figure. Portal from last year, you don't need anything new. You can just buy whatever. Yeah. Pack then you there's want. the Ghostbusters Story Pack, which is yes. like a really extended like campaign with the Ghostbusters. But it comes with its own Portal, and I think Does it? I, th- I think might be a gateway, like might be like a starter pack yeah. for Lego Dimensions. Uh, and then what but is the, there? There's Adventure Time and Mission Impossible level pack. And is the Sonic the Hedgehog one out? No, this no, it's not till November. The, everybody's been passing around this like vine of mm-hmm. the Sonic the Hedgehog like Sonic the Hedgehog beating through a log with like Finn from Adventure Time yeah. in the background mm-hmm. and Sonic just says like hey, the last time I met a princess it was uh, d- you know what never mind yeah that's <laughs> yeah, really funny like I don't know like th- that game I don't love all the Lego games sure but like in terms of like the writing and design so is just... Adventure Time out this week yeah. or no yeah. so why is it called Supergirl Starter Pack well um, Supergirl is one that comes with the yeah. if you don't the, have the, the portal game. that the yeah. Legos go on uh-huh. and you want to buy like Disney Infinity and also if you want the a disc that the game plays yeah. on if you if you don't have a starter pack or you can buy a starter pack, it comes with Gandalf, Wildstyle, and Batman, just like it did last and year. Like but there's campaign. a PSV a PS4 exclusive one with Supergirl in it because Supergirl is new to the game and not available to everyone yet. I think yeah. I don't know, hmm. uh, but you'll get that free. And but it's it's forty percent off on Amazon. We'll I'm just confused though. Like, hmm. let's say I had Lego Dimensions last year, yes, yeah. uh-huh. and I haven't played it in like six seven months. You can't and get I, Supergirl, yet. and I'm like, whoa, wow, there's Adventure Time stuff. Yes. Yeah, yeah, just buy the pack. You just buy Adventure Time pack as a DLC pack. No. No. Or you I have to, to buy, buy a toy. Yeah, you you buy, to buy a toys. toy. Yeah, mm-hmm. and then and this you... plugs into my TV. The portal. Are you, you being willfully obtuse here? You I know you know how this works. And it runs off the devil juice that comes out of the wall. <laughs> <laughs> yes. How and I keep devil inside box? <laughs> then you freeze the cursed amulets. <laughs> yes. You make a fake mustache out of the spider legs. You put um, the hollow bricks <laughs> together, and they become a person. Uh, yeah, but, uh-huh. but like and if, if I always, animate this you mud, complete it becomes... the ritual and seal the ancient bargain. <laughs> if you didn't see my videos, celebrating... I animated the golem to play this <laughs> for me to unlock all the content. Is if, that what I'm supposed to do? If, oh if shit! You did, if you didn't see my my video on the re- what I call the redemptive powers of Lego Dimensions, it kind of it makes playable games out of the worst. The characters yes. have been given the worst games of all time, and there yeah. haven't been that many great Adventure Time games. We've had a lot of bad I Sonic think, games. Yeah, I think the 3DS one was okay. Uh, the, no, no, they are yeah, the first like, 3DS Zelda one's good. Yeah, yeah, but it's yeah. really short. But like, it's yeah. not a full fledged 3D console yeah, game. Yeah. And like, in the idea that like, it's the first cel shaded Lego game. It looks like a cartoon. It moves wobbly like Adventure yeah. Time. Billy! And any character you put inside of it looks like they're in Adventure Time. And that's really neat. Huh. Whether it's Gandalf or Sonic, I don't know how this person is playing I, Sonic. Yeah, like, I really want to play this. As you mentioned in the video, like. Never had a good Goonies game. We've there's had, no good Goonies games. There's no good be, ET games. There's yeah. no good... There's been one good Back to the Future game, if you're being mm-hmm. generous. There's what? been two good Goonies games. They were both on NES. They are oh. not good. They are not good. They are wonderful. And you don't get to play as Sloth Ouch, and see the movie Ouch, from his what perspective. what do you do? <laughs> 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 Did that uh, Konami man who's awesome. We are having our revenge on you because we are Fratellis. Mm-hmm. I believe that is the literal <laughs> translation of the cutscene. Uh, but still, best dig- Dan Ramsey in a video yeah, game. Digitized Dan Ramsey that tells you, it asks you if you want to continue yes. when you lose. Yeah. Better, way better than that throw mom from the train video game. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but it, in, Alan! in terms of a toys to life game, whereas Disney Infinity kind of made you buy a new starter pack with new figures, like you're already good to go if you bought the last yeah. year's roundup. And I think it's, it's just some sort of like title update that yeah. you'll get this week mm-hmm. if you have the game, and then. Whatever, yeah, you know. There's no new game. You put on the game, then it's like, boom, you're in Adventure Time. Boom, you're in Mission Impossible. I don't know why you bought that one, but here you go. <laughs> oh, and Harry Potter, uh, Harry, Harry Potter, Potter, which yeah. wasn't in the, in the last year's version, which, but yeah. uh, Harry Potter and Voldemort. Oh, wow. Mm-hmm. Are, are they, like, partnered up? 
Uh, no, I believe they fight one another, but oh, okay. uh, with, they have some levels of their own. It'd be but, interesting you know, if it was like a, a sitcom thing where, like, oh, these two characters that hate each other are thrown together I mean, and they have to. But as it, as is, we're going to see them partnered up. I got, I got some yeah. fan fiction. As is the ah, future okay. we're used to. Um, Not sexually, just like buddy cops. There's no new Harry. They're buddies po- that they just fuck women oh, with oh, each other. Sorry. Okay. sorry. No, no, no. The, yeah. this, I'm glad you clarified. <laughs> I'm just giving information. <laughs> Seriously, this is funnier. I don't. I don't want to fucking step on this. I don't. No, I don't care about Harry Potter Legos. I don't, Maybe but there there won't be a fantastic piece kick Harry this Potter year. Legos back into the table. <laughs> <laughs> I love Harry Potter. I love it so much. Time. I'm not sold on a movie set in America. But no Lego Snape, no sail. <laughs> it makes me sad. Uh, he dies in the sixth wave. Uh, uh, no Lego Snape, no snail. Yokai uh, uh, Watch Two. Oh Jesus. Uh, fleshy souls, oh, fleshy souls, and bony spirits, both oh, out for 3ds. Yes. And that's the, with the butt character. Probably. Scarecrows and frightened girls. Yes. It's like... You know, I, I, I have no idea what it is, but we get we get uh, flack sometimes Pokemon for not talking about enough 3DS games. So Yokai watch fingers and holes. <laughs> <laughs> like, why... Why, it's such a okay watch butt stuff. Yeah, <laughs> yokai watch playable butts, lickable nuts. Yokai <laughs> <laughs> um, watch my true. wife get fucked. <laughs> Not yo cuck watch. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, Somebody's gonna use that, that word in a podcast. I wish yeah. it was dead. Yeah, right. This franchise flew off the rails. Mm-hmm. Well, let's. But it's, I swear that it's doing the Pokemon tree. I I that wish I had more time to get into Yokai Watch because I'm sure it's totally fine. And I tried to get into the first one a year ago, mm-hmm. but it just it didn't grab me right away. But I'm mm-hmm. definitely gonna be playing some of that Pokemon Sun and Moon mm-hmm. in a month or so. Mm-hmm. Well, uh, until then, let's jump into our new old segment. Oh, whoa. Take my advice, do as I say, save a little money for a rainy day. What are you buying? I hope, <laughs> I hope somebody's happy. That was a hard sound effect to dig up. Mm-hmm. So hard that I did it again. I made it again. Yeah. Um, uh, game deals, baby. Xbox One S. Uh, if you've been holding on and getting an Xbox One, I would seriously... Hold that longer. Yeah, Wait yeah. Wait for Scorpio. Um, right? I'm not, that's not an, I don't know what the S does that's that much better. Um, um does it do 4K uh, Blu-rays? Or yes. Okay. But well, y- there you go. Yes, but like a and lot it's of... it's also smaller, better designed, I guess. But, you know, the Xbox has a hard time keeping up with even the frame rate and resolution of a PS4. So I, I, don't, I, I don't know, um, but Xbox One S, if you wanted to get one, now is a really good time, uh, Almost every retailer is giving you one free game of your choice uh, with every system. Uh, the GameStop One S bundle has a free game, and it's two $229. So, Whoa, that's yeah, actually... For the older bundles. Oh, for the older ones? Yeah, with a free game of your choice. Okay. Usually with a pack-in game like Madden, I mean, NHL. Yeah. That's great, and also I, the, the thing I love about the Xbox mm-hmm. One that I hate about the PS4, mm-hmm. and I will hate about the PS... What is it? Pro? PS4 Pro is mm-hmm. they still don't accept... Out like external hard drives, which is the most yeah. frustrating thing. No, yeah. and that's well, the Xbox it matter how, One does. Yeah, no, that's what I yeah. love about it. Like, no, it no, accepts I, almost I, everything automatically. I, I'm yeah. still on my 500 gig hard drive because I can just like yeah, as many mm-hmm. external hard drives as I want. Yeah, I, have, add, I, have an I can do it. External to to terabyte hard drive, yeah. and it means I can take advantage of every Plus game, which or uh, 
Gold game, yeah. which I can't with Plus because I don't have the fucking room. Yeah. Uh, you need to get... What, what are those hard drive expansion kits called? Uh, they're Seagates, but they, they have official... No, no, no. They, the one that you reviewed for IGN, Dave. Oh, yeah. Uh, it's a Nyko something. The, the Nyko, is it the like, green one that's Xbox flavor? No, it's just like... It's a bracket so you can yeah. use a full-size mm. hard oh, drive. Yes, yes, yes. yes. And, and I have that. I have like a four terabyte mm. one that uh, keeps everything quite well yeah. and I haven't run out of space yet. But that's, that's why I'm recommending... On a PS4? Yeah. Oh, well. yeah. Of all the bundles... Microsoft Store uh, has the best deal. You buy any uh, any Xbox One S, Jesus, uh, you can get a, a you'll get a free game of your choice in addition to whatever is also bundled in the game. But the best one is the Halo Collection bundle, one terabyte version. Almost everything else is uh, five hundred gigabytes. I swear to God, I do not I mean, recommend. You need the one terabyte. Just get the, the Halo, one terabyte. The Halo Collection and that comes with the Halo Collection. That is literally every fucking Halo game. Yeah. Uh, the Master Chief Collection plus Halo Five on disc and the crew for free and Ooh. one free game of your choice. And the, from a list of like twenty games, but it's like Recore and Bioshock, the uh, the collection. So it's like it's good games. new shit. So yeah. like, and that's that's three hundred forty nine dollars for the one terabyte model. And you want you want to call that five Halo games plus the crew plus another game? That's a fucking great deal. It's like one of the best <laughs> deals on a console I've ever seen. That's only at the Microsoft Store. Uh, Last of Us Remastered for PSN is nine ninety nine. And nice. Xbox Live, uh, they have an exclusive sale. You can get Mirror's Edge Catalyst for twenty nine ninety nine. And if you mm. were interested in LEGO Dimensions, um, you can get the PS4 starter pack with Supergirl for 40% off on Amazon right now. So the starter pack yeah, is $49.99. Is, what, it, what is it? It's Wild Style, Batman, oh, no, no, and Gandalf. I mean, Gandalf. what's the price? $49.99. That's, yeah, that's pretty good. It, I mean, formerly $90. Yeah. Um, and, but it's 40% off there. And if you... I always tell people, fuck uh, special edition games. Fuck all the collector's editions. Uh, I love the Halo 5 Guardians Limited Edition, formerly $100, is $20 on Amazon. Uh, you can pick nice. that up. Get It's a great game, but you also get the Hyper Limited Edition, and you don't spend a flat hundo. And that, Cat Helmet and uh, <laughs> Glaive or something, I don't know. And that concludes the Game Deal segment. Take my advice, do as I say, save a little money for a rainy day. And that's, I can't, I didn't what are you buying? I didn't want to include the PC game sales because like Steam shit disi- would probably disappear by the time this goes live. Maybe, yeah. I thought it there was were like the publisher weekends. Mm-hmm. I thought there were some great Wii U uh, digital. Oh games yeah, well I, I guess that we could stick that in the news, and we've already closed out the game deal. I know, segment. I didn't want because this is a new release, but not a game deal because it's well, twenty fucking dollars. Then we should probably oh, jump ahead too. <laughs> I have a longer version. Me, I don't want to go into the other room of my house. <laughs> I mean, for convenience sake, you could just attach the end of game deals to the beginning of news. This is true. So, yeah. uh, this yeah. is true. Brett and Dave and I were lucky enough to get to try out Battlezone. Like, the, uh, I, I think it's the first Battlezone in years. It's actually an old, old vector yeah. arcade game. Mm-hmm. Uh, it was the first game I ever played. Actually. Yeah, like it's if you saw it, you remember it because it's very yeah. distinctive yeah. and almost impossible to like play anywhere but arcades. Like, yeah, other tanks are way far away, and it's all vectory. Yeah, and, and Re- Rebellion is, has made a new PSVR game, and we got to play around with yeah. PSVR. Like I've only my my only experience is with an with uh, Oculus at this point, but like. Much better looking uh, resolution wise, sixty frames a second, really fun, and it controls kind of like the um, the uh, Batmobile and Arkham Arkham Knight in a good way, uh, but just a straightforward like 
you're in Tron. Shoot yeah. the hell out of shit. Yeah. Uh, everything runs at 60 frames a second. The the, the VR yeah. was super responsive. Yeah. Uh, very fun. Looks nice. And I love like, being in the cockpit of something and being able to just like tilt your head and yeah. look around and like you can see all this well, stuff I, existing. Also kind of, so did, did it sell you on the concept of VR? A little, I kind of feel like this generation, especially, like you, you won't really understand VR or why it's yeah. cool or why you'd want it until you try it. And we, we hopefully will have a video up, but even that like doesn't sell you on what it is. I've always I've said that on a billion podcasts. If you've been listening to us for a while, the keyboard and mouse cannot be the end all be all of shooting in video games. That's not possible. This was meant to drag yeah. files and trash cans. <laughs> that is not what it was meant for. But like being able to tilt your head in direction uh, and, and fire in a, in a specific direction that you're looking in is a mm-hmm. fucking... It could be a godsend. I, I, like I, it was very hard to get used to. And... Um, it, it didn't. It didn't fully feel like it would replace like the accuracy of a mountain a mouse and keyboard. But it's a step towards the fucking future. And yeah. I bet if you play it the right way and with a little more time with it, like that. That I don't and know. Not in a room that's three hundred degrees. Yeah, that was a little difficult. Mm. But it was still, like the, the, like you you said it else in the game is like it's just a game. Like there's no story. It's just like yeah. fucking procedurally generated. You're a giant tank. Yeah. Shoot the hell out of shit it until it's gone. It just strips away a lot. Like a lot of good launch mm-hmm. games will do is just like rather than wrap you up in a big story, it's like, no, we're just going to show you the hardware and make and just have fun. Like there's not a lot of mm-hmm. things you need to keep in mind or what are the rules of this and where am I supposed to go? And it's just like, no, just Anything play the game. Anything play the game. Kill the shit out of it yeah. and you'll and be I, fine. And I enjoy when games, mm-hmm. when, when new machines launch with at least one game that's in that vein of just, just have fun with it. Yeah, it's at, at, at the very least, it's going to pioneer something about VR. And it's uh, I think it's available October 13th along with the launch of the yeah. PSVR. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm not sure about that. We'll see. But we yeah. should have a video up and we'll... Huh? 11th? Is that? Well, October, October 11th. I've, that's I've, a Tuesday. Yeah. Um... Yeah, I don't know. I, I honestly don't know, but uh, we'll we'll have something up on our YouTube channel, hopefully, um, as well as Brett's <laughs> Castlevania timeline video yeah. um, and, and the adjacent article on LaserTimePodcast dot com. But uh, Pikmin uh, comes home to Wii U for twenty dollars. Jesus Christ, Wii U as um, a vir- as a Wii Virtual Console. I yeah. don't know, but it has gamepad. It has gamepad support and Wii U and Nunchuck uh, support. Which huh. this is a GameCube game, and they yeah, remade it for Wii with yeah new play controls. Yeah, so I'm guessing it's that version, which game. was good. I pl- yeah. I played a lot of it. No, I, uh, like when I got Pikmin three, like it kind of tells you like play with a Nunchuck and it can. And a dude, Wii Pikmin remote. three was a weird ass thing of like I know this is. You've asked a lot of me as a player, mm-hmm. but when you will just listen to the game and have the gamepad in front of you with the nunchuck and controller mm-hmm. and the TV, mm-hmm. it works together in a way that you're like, this is kind of cool. Yeah. Like, all of these are different input devices yeah. that are functioning something else. And the, the original GameCube slash Wii Pikmin is... It's amazing. If you didn't play it and you're starving for Wii U games, like, I would recommend it. I, I really like the first Pikmin. It is lovely. And that's why you signed that petition for the Pikmin 3DS game to not come out. To not come out? Yeah. Why, why are people, they mad? People hate that the next Pikmin is going to be a 2D game. Oh, yes. The 3DS one. The 3DS one that's like a side-scroller, yeah. but Pikmin. Oh, yeah. I don't... So I, it's going to be I, pat upon. Yes. Yeah, it wasn't okay. exactly what I envisioned, yeah. therefore I don't want to buy it. I would rather the series not have any future uh If you releases. feel that way, I want you to consider right now making games. <laughs> if if you don't get yeah, made exactly what you want, so you have to consider making games. I don't understand that. At and all. you consider signing a petition. To, you already to have block it. you already have three good ones yeah. that are like this, and they want to try. Like 
Would you be picketing like Zelda 2? It's 2D. Boo! Like, <laughs> Boo! Like, You're still picketing that. What are you talking about? I, it's just like, let people do different things. Like, Jesus, no! Jesus Christ, I don't understand that. Also, like, they have to it's go, not in yeah. place of something Nothing else. Nothing can ever be different. It has to be exactly like it was during my childhood. But it, like... You've had more presidents than you've had Pikmin games. It's not exactly like a template set in stone. I, I, um, I, from 2001 to 2012, you had, like, over 10 years, you had three great ones. Like They wanted to try something different, so let them. Like, and the 3DS is awesome. Um, what's, the, what's the problem? Uh, I'll jump around in the news a little bit. I thought this was a neat story. Uh, Battlefield 2142, a really fun game. Um, uh-huh. uh, the futuristic Battlefield. Uh, it's been brought back to life by fans and EA... They, I don't think they're allowed to say they're cool with it, but they seem pretty cool with it. Define brought back to life. Uh, they brought the game back because it was one of those games. Uh, it's an online game. But like so, uh, on new servers. Yeah. On uh, well, they were part remake. of the, the great Game Spy scrape of uh, 2014. <laughs> oh, okay. Uh, so it's like EA's tease that like we're gonna Jeez. try and get the game, but there's not enough money for them to be interested in reconfiguring Battlefield 2142. Mm-hmm. So instead, it looks like they're gonna leave it around because hey, they got another one coming out. Why not let the fans do what they like with but that the one? one. That doesn't have giant robots. Chris. Exactly, exactly. And that, but that's it's one of the only battlefields that has that, and it's mm-hmm. it. Uh, I, I don't want all battlefields to be like that. I love the old timey yeah. warfare. Battlefield went sci-fi about what fifteen years yeah, before yeah. Call of Duty. Yeah, but like as an as like as like a lark and never addressed it again. Yep. Or um, was that ten years? Probably ten. Years. Shit, I can't remember. But I do love I do love that it like it has. I love the original Battlefield 1942 and it's like those levels, but like what happened to them in 100 years and it's really neat you can go to Wake Island and see exactly what that looks like it's just underwater um Mm. almost Wake Island is now Woke Island uh this Uh, this there was a Nintendo 64 emulator available on Xbox One until right about the time we're recording this when Microsoft took it down it snuck on because it was a an existing Windows Store app you guys mm. know the Windows Store. We use it every oh, day. Yeah, sure. It's uh, I got a rigorous screening process that has a ten dollar N sixty four emulator that neither Nintendo or Microsoft noticed. So when someone flipped the switch, like hey, I just put all that info on the Xbox One, you could play. It, it didn't work very well. People did try it. And you can see some streams out there, and it's gone now. But you shouldn't pay ten dollars for. You shouldn't pay ten dollars to steal things. <laughs> How about that? Yeah, that's just weird. steal things. Yeah. Um, if only there was some other way to get that emulator. <laughs> Hmm, if um, only. I did like this. Uh, PM Studios, developers of Super Beat Zon- Zionic? X-O-N-I-C? Anybody? No? Uh, they noticed that a couple of pirates were playing their games. and so, Only a couple? Uh, probably a bunch. Hmm. And they showed up in some PSV... For the PS Vita specifically. And they showed up in the Vita subreddits. The developers themselves. With a message that read, Hello everybody, we feel honored that you enjoy our game. We would like to invite you uh, an opportunity to purchase it on the PlayStation Store. <laughs> you can enjoy the original game and show support for the team, and it's just fifteen ninety nine, sixty percent off, no PS Plus required. Thanks. <laughs> Have a nice day. What? An- well, I, I think I feel like that should get a. I can play the whole thing. Well, if you're gonna play yeah, that yeah. much to open it, you got to play that much to close it. No, like, I don't. These are the rules. Okay, I'll sleep better. He almost had oh, it. I'm, I should be able to get through it though. Well, we're gonna. There's mm. also the Xbox One games with gold games for oh, I didn't October. See that. I added that in there, but that's also technically a game deal, so I think you got to open that shit back up. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> hey, these are rules that we didn't, like... 
Oh no! Oh my god! I didn't to have to play it a third time. We we're in a limbo state. I don't know what to do. I'll sing real quick. All right. So yeah, for October, Xbox One owners get Super Mega Baseball and the Escapists on Xbox One. Super Mega Baseball, by the way, is really really fun. It's like an arcadey baseball game. Awesome. Just in time for the World Series. Let's go Mets. And. For Xbox 360, which if you have the Xbox One, you can also get via backwards compatibility, uh, M- MX versus ATV Reflex. Yes. Oh, wow. Those used to be great. Yeah. I mean, THU's still mean, pulling in that money. Maybe they still are. I don't know. And I Am Alive by Ubisoft. Nice. Uh, a great... I, well, a very interesting and uh, entertaining game. Yeah. Oh, like and, and um, Call of Duty World at War is backwards compatible. Oh, yeah. Which should well be known as... Uh, oh, my God. I lost the word. What's the... Uh, Call of Duty. There's one and two of them. One of them is set in the future. Jesus Christ, I forgot the fucking subtitle. What? World it's at War? Not World at War. After that. Modern Warfare. After Black that, Ops. Advanced Black Warfare? Ops. It's Black Ops Zero. Because the characters uh, are retained from... Like, oh, the right, Gary Oldman yeah. character is retained. Um, but yeah, that, I actually played a ton of World but at you War. You said in the future when you should have said Vietnam. Uh, well, they, they go into the future. Uh, so eventually, with yeah. Black there's Ops 2, two yeah. yeah, sorry, but well, there's whatever. Kadwa, and then there's Mod- yes. Mawa. Mm-hmm. All those games are dumb. And you should play something else. But Kodlops, um, Kodlops, <laughs> yeah. And now we're at and uh, Hodor. But I did like, I did like, like <laughs> World at War is the last World War II game that they made, Kinda, and yeah. it's uh, it's They're, pretty fucking good. Yeah, uh, and it's it's now available to you for free via backwards compatibility. Um, huh, cool. And I think it, it's almost bridging with the gap. Kiefer Sutherland, yes. It's uh, and uh, so almost all the Call of Duty games are backwards compatible on Xbox One at this point. Yay! Uh, and that concludes Dave's game deal segment. Yep. Um, <laughs> Other news: uh, Shovel Knight is in ukulele, and if you don't know, <laughs> ukulele is the most banjo kazooie game ever. Yeah. And now oh, Shovel yeah. Knight has. I can't believe it's not rare. It's Team yeah. Seventeen. Well, which is Lemmings and what's well, left? No, it's, it's Platonic games made up of yeah. former Rare members. Oh, um, okay. Yeah, it, uh, it's the, the guts of Rare. Yeah, Why is there it, it a is Team rare. Seventeen logo on that trailer? No, mm, maybe they made worms. the trailer. Is there a worm in there? Not, mm, maybe they're probably helping. I, I'm guessing these 60 year old developers are probably in over their head after a phenomenal mm. Kickstarter. But you can hear Shovel Knight in the game now. Oh, 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 <laughs> is he a pirate? Uh, I, I, I don't know. I, I don't know what Shovel Knight ever sounded like because he never talked in the no, original it's game. True. For he was, chivalry. Uh, very 16 But he's, he's become chivalry. quite a slut when it comes to cameos. Um, <laughs> that Shovel Knight. But I love him to death. Uh, Overwatch now officially has an unofficial porn parody. Oversnatch, the triple X parody. Here's a clip of Reaper. Bask in the shadow of dick. That's it. <laughs> Bask in the shadow of dick. It's just a quick trailer with Reaper, Reaper and Widowmaker, and the first quote on the other link is a good follow-up, and that's a real Reaper quote. Death comes. There you go. Overwatch porn parody, everyone. Let's see, uh, boner. Let's see if the Blizzard can take this one down. But I, I did have that don't look thing there. We just had uh, America just had its first ever presidential debates, and I never, ever, ever saw this video from E3 2004. Um, but this is the don't look one. I didn't want you guys to look yet. Okay. Uh, E3 2004. Peter Moore posted this on his YouTube. Uh, My first E3. Uh, recently, and I kn- we didn't notice. Uh, I All know right. What you're talking about. This one's easy. Team Xbox. Tonight, 
We're going to start storyboarding Trump. The RPG. The RPG. Congratulations. Oh PlayStation. <laughs> you're all fired. <laughs> Look, I'm sorry. It's over. Get out. All right. That was my first E3. I remember yeah. that like it was yesterday. Animation guy. It was before it was streaming, right? So you had yeah. to have been there to yeah, see this. There. And, uh... I, I bought that E3 on DVD, and that's where I got the press <laughs> conference. Oh man! But yeah, that was a uh, 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 Peter Morse. Like it, things were different then. I'm sorry, yeah. and like uh, it's it's him and like the Xbox team yeah. on trial with Kaz Harai. Those are actors on the PS4, yes, the, yeah. the PlayStation Two side, mm-hmm. and it's about like. I want you to make the best online gaming system. You made Xbox Live. It's way better than PS2's broadband adapter. PlayStation, you If you couldn't tell by his repetition of RPG, it's the first time he's encountered that word. And he also says, M-M-O-R-P-G. And like, just the first time he's encountered. Broadband connectivity. Cyber. Cyber. So... Yes, I would just like to... I'm happy to announce that Donald Trump is officially part of the Xbox family. Um, <laughs> and a big WWE fan for what it's worth. And that, clo- that concludes Chris's newsiousness. Wow, okay. Mm-hmm. All right, well, let's start in with the community segment, which, as always, yes. is segmenting the community. Uh, last week's question of the week was, what's your favorite food item from video games? Brett, you weren't here last week. Do you oh, have geez. one? Uh, I can't think of one off the top. Just of my say head. M tomatoes from Kirby. Uh, no. Well, that's something from Earthbound. God damn Anything it! Catch a fancy. Earthbound pissed me off because you didn't know what it was till you had it, and then you could look it up when you got it. Yeah. But when you were buying food in a store, Maybe it's like there was even a scratch and sniff card for it's it. It's like, what does this do? You don't, you don't know. Does this re- does this recover health or side side meter? Doesn't matter. What about the Buy delivery. Huh? You ever do that? No, I didn't mess with that either. Uh, man, food. Uh, you should come back to me. Final fight meat. How about that? Glam burgers yeah. from Undertale. Those are good. They're made of sequins and glue. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I did like making the ramen in Undertale. Oh, yeah. Where that's... you're like, oh, here we go. Is that, a long that joke you... about making instant ramen that takes forever. Burning the house down. Yeah, like, and yeah. it takes like a long time. Yeah. Uh, first responder in the forums was Joseph Valdez. Wow, no, no cheeky screen name. Who said... It has to be the sandwich from Team Fortress 2. That game has a variety of good-looking eats, such as the Heavy's chocolate bar, the Heavy's buffalo steak, the Heavy's fish cake, the Heavy's ham shank. You can use, you can use to beat other classes. The Heavy's ham shank you can use to beat other classes to death. Basically, anything from the Heavy. But for me, the sandwich is my favorite food-based item of all time. Mm. It's my favorite item in the game, belonging to my favorite class, and the game itself is one of my favorite games of all time. (laughs) It was a good secondary item for a tank character, since I healed him, for those who don't know, and because of it, I caught myself saying, God damn it, they nerfed my sandwich. A sentence I thought I'd never say in my lifetime. (laughs) Uh, Frankly Man said, to quote the announcer from Tekken 3's Force Mode, Chicken. Oh, delicious Tekken Force Mode chicken. <laughs> Don't forget the watering cans. <laughs> God, it was no a demencing chicken. chicken. Uh, we, uh, by the way, we, we did, uh, on our YouTube channel, we looked at Tekken 3's endings very recently, oh. and they are hysterical. But not Alfred Chicken's endings. Alfred Chicken only has five endings. But Mojukin <laughs> literally has wa- watering cans, so maybe that's part of the ARG. Where you go into the, the negative bonus minus world and uh, confront Nega Chicken. <laughs> 
Uh, where you end up in a very satisfying, uh, monotonous relationship with Bubsy. You realize you're going to have to stream out for chicken. Oh, yeah, yeah, probably. Yeah. Hello. Oh, do that voice the whole fucking time. <laughs> uh, Batboy. I don't want to read that one. I can't uh, even pronounce that word. Batman Boy 11 said, getting to eat the Tsuchinoko ch- in Metal Gear Solid 3 is pretty cool. It's a full stamina boost, plus you get to chow down on a mythological creature. <laughs> I don't uh, remember that uh, at all. Raccoon Hill said, uh, uh, Potato Chips and Bioshock, because of the sound effect. Unlike all the other sounds, which I guess vaguely sound vaguely like the substance you're supposed to be consuming, whenever I opened a trash can or desk <laughs> or a safe uh, and found the potato chips, I was rewarded with a sound that very much sounded like when I bit down on a potato chip. It was great Foley. I, really every, was. Like when I played Bioshock and you like drink something, I could only... The way that sounds like he drank it means he's going to have gas for the rest of his life. Mm. <coughs> Jesus, that was a huge air bubble. I just imagine, like, opening his mouth and, like, forcing down an entire bottle. Like, just yeah. swallowing the bottle whole. Yeah. Uh, butt valve, butt tube, but not butthole said... <laughs> in the Monkey Island games, the most popular drink in the region is grog. The ingredients include kerosene, propylene glycol, artificial sweeteners, sulfuric acid, rum, acetone, battery acid, red dye number two, scum, aid grease, and or pepperoni, or axle grease, and or pepperoni. It's surprisingly similar to crack and spiced rum. You use grog to solve a variety of puzzles throughout the series. For example, in the first game, you have to use grog to melt the lock off a nearby door. Mm-hmm. The challenge is that in order to transport said grog, you have to carry it in a mug, which quickly dissolves as you carry it. It's just like butterbeer in yeah. Universal Studios. Uh-huh. You cannot take it out of the park. It'll dissolve. Really? Yeah, yeah. It's, wow. it's built to, like, if you don't drink it immediately, it'll all dissipate, and the ingredients will separate. It's a really Waka Slugworth Exactly. Shit. You don't want Slugworth to get butterbeer. Uh, FR Duff said, as a child, I was taught through video games that food from the ground was okay to eat. Uh, my favorite food item is a fully cooked turkey from Streets of Rage series. The only reason this is my favorite uh, is that it comes out of garbage mm. cans. See, I was told you should only eat whole roast chicken. Oh, yeah. They come out of oil drums. Yes, but only if they're I mean, made of one bone. As long as they're on a dinner plate, that's fine. Uh-huh. Exactly, exactly. Uh, uh. Rudfucker says, The soup Jackie Chan eats in his NES video game mm. looks amazing. I would drink that shit up and kick frogs any day. There we go. Sorry. I was like, Where Googling was that Overwatch porn parody. <laughs> uh, believe me, I've already started. Uh, my Chibi UFO said, My favorite food item from a video game would have to be a bag of fries from Earthbound. Hey. My mental image of that food item is a brown paper bag literally filled to the top with French fries and picturing Ness or any other party members carrying around a greased out paper bag falling apart <laughs> with French fries. Uh, sounds both gross and amusing. Yeah, Ness- it's like, like an average trip to five guys. Yeah. 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 I'm just picturing Ness doing a Hasselhoff and like eating those fries <laughs> as the... The Slowly off dissolves. the floor, yeah. like like something in a turtle enclosure. I am starving, and all of this sounds delicious. <laughs> I've only been to Five Guys once. Uh, oh, JJB Sterling said, The Aya Rainy Day Special Mega Beef Bowl from Persona 4. Oh. The legendary bowl is only available on rainy days and increases three random stats. In order to actually complete the monolithic dish, all of your <laughs> stats must be maxed. The Persona series is always filled with such great food and restaurants, it was hard to pick, but since the bull is the portal to the meat dimension, <laughs> it takes the number one spot. Mm. I kind of have to question why it's only available on rainy days, mm-hmm. and the only thing I can think of is it's made with earthworms. Mm. Mm. 
Uh, Triskitable said, nothing says that that was a satisfying, wholesome meal. Quite like cracking open a 211-year-old can of pork and beans in Fallout and enjoying its irradiated contents. Let's not think about how that stuff managed to stay edible after being exposed to a nuclear fallout, all right? Radiation. Yeah, there you go. Kept it fresh. And Sma said, my favorite video hey. game food are the steamed buns in Suikoden 1 and 2 that you eat which make your character give off little puffs of smoke afterwards. Mm-hmm. It's a nice, cute little touch for the games. Mm. Uh, Barney69 had a video response. Hey, VJ, it's your boy Barney, alive and well. I'm here at a beach at 1 in the morning. It's crickets. Uh, I can see Long Island from here, hey. Connecticut. Uh, and I'm watching the lights blink. It's a very nice view. You know, you got to take time to appreciate moments like these. So, cut to the chase. The reason I'm here. Uh, my favorite food in video game is a toss-up between the lemon and lime and Paper Mario. The first, uh, the N64 one. Uh, that game had a lot of really good-looking food. And I remember um, you can make food if you go to the Toad's house. Uh, Tasty Toad. Tasty Toad, excuse me. Uh, and you can bake a cake with her. And uh, I think all sorts of super uh, buffs and items. Alright. Bye, guys. Love ya. Wouldn't it be Taze T-Toad? Like, you know, tasing her? Love ya, Bond. Can't wait to yeah. suck your dick while you suck <laughs> mine. I like that. Barney 69. It's <laughs> what we do. Wouldn't like that be two Barneys 69-ing each other? So like, we have to I grow. like that Barney 69 brought the realness, which is like, sometimes you just gotta like sit in your car and just look at the coastline during the, during the sun setting and just appreciate life. Thank you, Barney. Uh, one in the morning. Thank you for thinking of us at one in the morning. Exactly. I would have asked a pterodactyl to suck my balls. Well, if it's, it's a living. With his beak <laughs> pecking at my nuts. Jesus Christ. By the way, you should read the... Uh, someone made a webcomic about Barney nutting in a, in a bowl of Fruity Pebbles. Really good. <laughs> Is there he does any... love Fruity Pebbles in a major way. <laughs> Is there anything more to the joke than what you just said? It's so, so much more. <laughs> oh, okay. I love jerking dick into Fred's breakfast. Uh, sorry, I have no, I have no more improv there. A uh, new question of the week: What's a Nintendo sixty four game? Uh, we're revisiting that theme that you skipped over, but you always wanted to play. Chris, uh, you have one. Jumping off of Bonnie sixty nine because we were mm-hmm. locked in dick pace, lip embrace. <laughs> um, the, the Paper Mario. Yeah. Uh, it, I, I've said that before on another show. I keep. Regardless of how you think the studio looks, I keep very good care of my consoles, and uh, the N64 is the only console I've ever had that just, like, blip, it's over. It's done, it's broken. And it was right when I was starting Paper Mario. Love the Mario and Luigi series, love Thousand Year Door, really hate Sticker Star, love Paper Jam. Don't think I'm going to love Color Splash from what I've seen of the footage so far. That was also part of the news. Hmm. If you you pre-ordered Color Splash and preloaded it, it suddenly became accessible to everyone two weeks early. Okay. Yeah. Uh, in North America. And everybody and everybody started playing it. Um, but now it, that's not the case. But it's still... It's it's card-based. I, I love that... I know the, the Mario and Luigi games... What I love about Paper Mario is exactly what the Mario and Luigi series is. I yeah. get that you want to distinguish them. But I love timed attacks yeah. and active time battles. You say card-based, and my gamer boner just shrivels. Yeah, right. It, like that's yeah. that's what it is. It's mm. and it's even it's even difficult to stream because people can't show you the fucking cards. 
that it, it, how to play the game. Yeah, I would. I, I believe the original one is available on like it is uh, virtual it is. console. Totally, every single one of them. It, you, but you'd be surprised how uh, little I'm excited to spend twenty dollars to play uh, huh. N64 games for sixty hours. <laughs> um, just not don't have the time anymore. But I, I that that was a real big bummer because I was I love I, I really did love Th- Thousand Year Door. I really love. And I wanted mm-hmm. to jump back into 64. Uh, I'm going to say based on this top five, Goemon. Like, mm. never had any interest in it, but really? like, just mm. all those songs and. Yeah. I mean, like, I just I would see that game get traded and just like, oh, random Japanese platformer. But, yeah, but I, I, it's just so like self-aware and so. Yeah. I, I can sort of see so, like, like Japanese executives Japanese. dumbfounded by like, yeah. you mean people don't love weirdo Japanese yeah. shit anymore? What happened? <laughs> <laughs> I never got the memo. This the is mech, supposed to the work. The mech is the same character, but you can yeah. do it. Uh, I will give my answer in the form of a theme song. Here we go. Dick, 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 dick. What about now? It's time to rock with, with the, the big, big, big buck. Bumble. What about now? It's time to rock with the big, big, big buck. Bumble. Bump to the bump. Anyway. Dude, oh, I didn't, that was the best Wait. part. To the bump to the bump to the bass. Bump to the bump to the bumble. Bump to the bump to the bump to the bass. Bump to the bump to the bumble. Bump to the bump to the bump to the bass. Oh God! All right. Do you really want to play Buck Bumble? <laughs> I kind of do because I never, I never played it. I, didn't uh, when it was I think out. I rented it once. And uh, I mean, it's it's Argonaut, which the yeah. creators of Star Fox, yeah. uh, published by Ubisoft. Uh, so, um, <laughs> but yeah, it, it looks cool. I've I've seen it referenced for well over a decade, and it completely slipped under my radar when it came out. So at some point, I'm going to have to play this. Uh, also, because my original answer would have also been Paper Mario, but I uh, never really played that. Sorry. Did you play a Thousand Year Door? No. That's the best one. I was pretty thorough with my N64 playing, so I feel like I got just about everything that was really big. Mm-hmm. Like Mischief Makers I skipped, and I probably shouldn't have. Yeah. Uh, that would be a low-level one, but I do wish I had actually played the Ogre Battle. Um, it was one of those games that I mm. bought, like, like, it was one of those random, like, I knew it was kind of hard to find, and then a, a uh, blockbuster just had it there in box, complete. Like, hey, everyone wants to buy this, and I'm like, <laughs> and bought it, and then sat on it for almost a decade, wow. and then finally, when I was purging a lot of old games, I'm like, yeah, I just sold a complete version on eBay, and just nev- we'll never play it now. Ogre Battle I, is that a game available elsewhere? Why the 64 distinction? Because uh, there's a Super NES one, and there's okay. others, but like the Ogre Battle 64, Person of Lordly Caliber. Um, it's yeah, it's the subtitle, mm. but it's just a game I I should have put more time in and and I Smelly didn't shit I didn't but uh, <laughs> outside of Paper Mario that would definitely be the smelly one smelly person of lord, lordly caliber right now what, how did that happen it's awful it smells so bad I haven't smelled this bad in a long time well you should stop rubbing yourself with pizza this is, again we're gonna go eat pizza the stereotypes <laughs> can't keep flying. At this rate. <laughs> Alright, so what is an N64 game that you skipped over but would like to play? Let us know. Go to lasertimepodcast.com slash forums. Mm-hmm. Whoever starts the thread by asking the question and answering it mm-hmm. gets read first on next week's show, presumably after whatever guest we have. Uh, or you can answer under the comments for episode 183 mm-hmm. on dot. Come, it's Damn. time for plugs. Uh, Brett, uh, you're the guest. What do well, you have I mean, cooking? tied into the N64 talk and the Castlevania stuff we talked about at the top of the show, turning 30, 3020.net. You can go to listen to 302010, a weekly look back at what happened in movies, music, TV, games, 
comics, wrestling, a little bit of grab everything, uh, pop culture from 1986, 1996, 2006. That goes week by week, that exact seven-day period that you just lived through. So this week that we yeah. talked about the N64 turning 20, Crocodile you- Dundee just turned 30 years old. Oi! It- now NB- that's a console. <laughs> NBC's Heroes is a decade old, you know. Uh, so- we had no idea it was going to go off the rails. Yeah. Um, so just every week you're like, that's... Really, wow. And you would just find out that these things happen at the same week. So 302010.net, you can watch that there. And then I just posted a Castlevania timeline video on our YouTube page as well as on latertimepodcast.com. I'm sure it's somewhat inaccurate, but it was supposed to be. Uh, And if you didn't listen to our show this week... Sorry, uh, kicked off by the fucking... Jesus, the barrage of IP and LEGO Dimensions. We wanted to look at the weirdest, biggest crossovers across all mediums. I couldn't believe how much of it happened in commercials. Yeah. Uh, but it was it's pretty bizarre, and we have a bunch of really fun sound clips. If you've never heard Hank Hill talk to Silver Surfer, oh, so good. you have yeah, not yeah. lived. That's um, great. <laughs> Mr. Surfer, have you considered... Propane, <laughs> Uh, really funny, uh, lasertimepodcast.com. A bunch of other fun stuff there, up to and including um, uh, Talking Simpsons, the show that uh, I co-host with Bob Mackey and Hey Now Hank Gilbert's uh, R.I.P. And, <laughs> and if you like Bob uh, Mackey, and you should because he's had a shitty week as the goober great people attacked him for no reason, uh, but he also hosts Retronauts, which Dave and I were on about yeah. Punch-Out, which was so, so much fun to talk about Punch-Out with him and Jeremy. I love Punch-Out so much. We were so um, not bad that we've been invited to a new episode. Yes, it, I think it'll be my favorite until we record our the yes. next episode, which sounds like a lot of fun. Uh, and uh, there's a Patreon, patreon.com slash time. We have a weekly show, bonus time, where we talk about uh, random goings on in our lives, like going to see the Back to the Future trilogy Indeed. and used cars and Dolly at the Parton. Castro and Dolly Parton <laughs> and nice, a nice. bunch of random weirdness. Mm-hmm. Uh, and that's also where uh, Monday Night Movies live after we do them live. That's where Godzilla is. And for October, we're going to have four straight weeks or uh, Departed and then three weeks of horror movies. <laughs> With The Departed. It's horrible. It's, it's yeah, horror. It's scary. Yeah, yeah. A lot of people die. Austin yeah. Gangsters are scary. People fall off uh, ledges. This ain't reality TV. Their accents are scary. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, I also, told you to bury the body in the marsh. I meant bury it in the marsh. I've done, I've done two videos with UB Bug in the last hey. couple weeks that you should go look at. Uh, Watch Dogs 2, 10 Ways It's Bigger, Better, and Bolder Ooh. than the original. And uh, The Crew, Why It's Time to Rediscover the Open Road. Go yeah. look for both of those on YouTube. Or, hey, just go to ubblog.com where you can find them attached to their proper articles. That's been our show. Mm -hmm. Thanks for listening, everybody. We'll see you next week. Captain Harlock. Mm-hmm. Captain Harlock is uh, an anime by Leiji Matsumoto, the guy who did uh, Star Blazers and uh, <clears throat> Galaxy Express 999. Mm-hmm. And, use your uh, use your radio voice. It's about a it's about a space pirate <laughs> who walks around with his arms folded at all times and uh, <laughs> is very wanted by everybody and yet somehow eludes everyone's grasp despite the fact that he never wears a disguise and, and this is an uh, existing always property. goes around on a giant ship. Yeah, it's been around since like the seventies. And it looks the part. <laughs> <laughs>
Everybody's wearing Whew. bell bottoms with feathered haircuts. So gross. <laughs> Lapels as far as the eye yep, can see. Yep, yep. 